0: Listening to the Hometown Losers, the St. Louis Sports Podcast with Josh, Adam, and O.J.
1: All
2: right, guys. Welcome back uh, to the Hometown Losers podcast. This is the seventh session, joined always by Adam and O.J. How's everybody
3: doing? I hope everybody had a good new year
0: i'm doing great
3: glad going good here had a good uh good christmas good new year back with
2: it back with a back with the vengeance as they say right so uh speaking of vengeance there's really not much vengeance happening here but with the blues um Kind of one of those things, guys, that it's been the same thing we've talked about every single week. Uh, They're pretty much batting 500. They're they're a little over 500 at this point, but they're 19, uh, 17 and three for 41 total points, sitting fifth in the Central and 10th in the West. Pretty much the exact same uh, standings as we left them last time we were on the podcast, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they had a good win um, against, um, who did they play just recently? Uh, they beat the Devils, that's right, uh, beat my my second yeah, favorite
3: team please. in the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, they beat the Devils, but unfortunately, we uh, we had that uh, bad loss, I think it was on Saturday, um, to Minnesota, and that was, of course, yeah. a loss with Tarasenko as well, so anyway. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's where things are going to get a little Roar. bit. Right. <laughs> so, that's why I was about to say it's going to get a little bit harder because the two people we were talking about trade pieces earlier in the different po- in sessions was Roar and uh and Vladi, both of them are injured now, so it's going to be damaged goods and we don't know when they're going to be coming back currently. Um so yeah. it's going to be very yeah, difficult. They're talking, I mean, obviously go
3: ahead. I was just going to say yeah, they were talking like Vladdy was going to be reevaluated, I think, in like a month. Uh, and like mm-hmm. o- O'Reilly, they were looking like maybe six weeks out or so. And um, so, yeah, it's pretty much like th- the season's going to be pretty much <laughs> the way we're going. They're going to be coming back maybe at the end of the season if we're lucky. And who knows, yeah. you know, at that point how healthy they're going to be as well. So, yeah, so gonna yeah, it's going to be interesting.
0: It's going to be hard. hard decide you want to trade them now. (laughs) Right, exactly.
3: Yeah, they are. They're damaged good. And obviously, you know, I think overall, you know, he was like third, I think, on our team in goals. And I think War was right around there somewhere, too. So, I don't know. It's – it is what it is.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. After uh, we had uh, played really well against Toronto and uh, New Jersey. And without those two guys, they still looked pretty good. (laughs) Yep. Yep.
2: Yeah. So, uh, you know, Blighty's got 29 points in 34 games, 10 goals, 19 assists so far. And Roar's got 10 goals, six assists, and 16 Mm -hmm. points so far, obviously. Um, To me, the weird thing is just looking at Ryan O'Reilly's statistics, this is not at all where I thought he would be. Because, again, ever since he's been in St. Louis, he's definitely been more of a setup guy. And he's had a lot more assists than mm-hmm. goals. Ten goals and six assists just tells me there's something going wrong with continuity with the players he's playing with. But I think we talked about that prior. You know what I mean?
1: Well, um, yeah.
3: He's only had, I think, what six this year so far? I mean Yeah, he, six assists. Basically, yeah. his yeah, I mean he's pretty much been like non-existent, especially like I said, his assist, you know. So it's yeah, invisible numbers for what I was expecting.
1: Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, the, our, our top lines, you know, they might be OK, but obviously, you know, um, it's going to affect a lot, you know, of the other lines, I think, overall. So it'll be interesting. So I
1: think yeah, they yeah. called
3: up uh, neighbors and they called up a couple others as well. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But
2: yeah, we'll see how these young guns
3: go. ahead. OK,
0: I was going to say, what did you guys think about Armstrong's comments about not wanting to mm. bring up? on players because it's not a good environment for them to play because <laughs> yeah. yeah. they don't play like uh,
1: a I, team.
2: <laughs> right i think that's very telling right um i think that it's also our uh, armstrong telling the team with like public like in the public form um stating you know listen i believe you guys but you guys gotta figure your shit out you know mm-hmm. like um yeah and i think that's him like trying to not flat out say you guys suck as a cohesion like cohesion with team um, and, but saying that indirectly, you know I mean? Because obviously yeah. the team's going to hear those comments. They're going to be asked questions by the media with those comments. So, um, you know, and for Roar, who's the captain of this team, if, 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 if somebody from the media gets asked that question, like if I was Roar, am you're taking that on the chin, you know, be like, yeah. you're, you're not wrong. You know, um, we got to get better. Um, we got to be able to yeah. teach better. Be able to just work as a cohesion, again, on the, on the team, because I think it's a lot of individual effort right now that is mm-hmm. getting us some wins. Um, when we lose, I feel like we are – it's like it, there's five individuals on the ice, not, mm-hmm. not a line
3: and then a pairing, if that makes sense. Uh, right. But when we win, we have this, some of that cohesion. Well, I, I've, I'll i be honest with you. I've pretty much lost hope on our team, you know, whenever basically no one stepped up to Finn Thomas um, whenever we were playing against Minnesota last uh, Saturday. I mean, I think I'm, other than Cairo. So, you know, Thomas and Cairo were like basically the only one that had like any interest in fighting a back uh, against them, you know, and it's like he got freaking high stick in the face, I think twice. And basically no one seemed to care about it. You know, like where was Shen? Where was Barbie? Where's Bortzi? You know, Borty, Falk, everybody. It was just like, nobody seems to care. You know, we just lost yeah. our way. And it's just really disappointing. So down again, to that pride thing that we've been talking about for
2: the past couple of weeks, you know, um, and I think that pride also comes into, you know, the, the pride of wearing the note and understanding that it's more than the name of the pack. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. And it's disheartening. And I don't want to continue to talk about the same thing over and over again and like have us be just repetitive. But it's it's the same crap. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. and it's hard to it, it, with us three being just giant blues fans, it's really hard to not talk about it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like we can't change anything and nothing's changing. So w- like, why are we even wasting our breath? You know, that's yeah. kind of what it feels
3: yeah. like. Right. Very frustrating.
2: Well, uh, to that, guys, I really don't think that there's much else to discuss uh, about the blues right now. Currently, we'll probably talk a little bit more when we get closer to the trade deadline, because Mm -hmm. obviously, where does that leave us? And, you know, if they keep going 500, you know, are we a buyer? Are we a seller? Are we sitting put so on and so forth? But I got two questions for you guys here concerning the blues before we move on to. Other um, other topics. And they're more just like gut questions here at this point in time. Uh, The first one is, would you guys rather make the playoffs this year? And essentially, I mean, we're training to like barely squeak a squeak in. So would you rather like get the A seed in the playoffs? Or would you rather have like a 50-50 chance at Connor Bedard? I mean, what what are you guys' takes and what do you feel about that?
3: Well, I mean, (laughs) me personally, if we even week into the playoffs, obviously we're not going to make it very far at all. It'll be just another upsetting year. So if we could actually, you know, squeak out uh, and get a pick and, you know, pick somebody that, you know, like Fidart, I would be, I think that would be our better option of the two, just because I think this season's over for us, me personally, but. Okay, what's your take?
0: The blues have like a six seventy win percentage since the eight game losing streak that they were on or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they scored like the third most goals in the league or whatever. And they've also given up the most, I think in the league or mm-hmm. close to it. I don't think the season's over at all. So I'd much rather them get into the playoffs and make some noise. But
2: uh, see, this is, yeah. this is the reason why I wanted to ask you guys, right? Because I've been asked this question directly. And at first, I was exactly like Adam, and now I'm like, man, but I'm kind of leaning towards OJ's sense, because when you look at the numbers, defensively, we're just terrible, but offensively, things do seem to be there. Even when we lose, we're scoring three goals a game,
3: you know what I mean? And some of that might be that, you know, they're letting off the
1: gas.
2: Yeah, but we just
3: lost – we just lost our – top you know our our number well two of our because they were tied i think and goals we just lost top our top two scores our, num- our top yeah that. basically number threes yeah two of the top three so to speak uh goal scores as well for the next who knows couple months so just i don't know maybe i'm just being a pessimist because of that so maybe if we yeah. had, if we had them around potentially but i'm that really just <laughs> I'm i'm Should a bit like, of a pessimist right now because of that so
0: yeah, to me they came out and they played really well in both these games against two of the supposed top teams in the league. Uh, and they That's beat both of them. They beat both of them and it yeah. was only as close as it was in both games with a little help from the rest. What is the, what is up with that? Every time it's like whenever
3: we go up against good teams, we actually could kick ass, but anytime that was like this should be a you know, a freebie for us per se, and we just choke, oh man. It just seems yeah. to be the trend. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's I mean, a
2: that's a St. Louis special. Like I it like is, the man. Always done it that in the Cardinals. Yeah, the you're right.
3: You're right. It's like we, we can sweep, go out, the sweep the Yankees, but yet we'll get like swept by the Reds or something ridiculous, or not the Reds. Yeah, you know, like, somebody. It, it's just
1: somebody. It was a four you know. game
2: series to a four <laughs> game series to Pittsburgh. They destroyed us the Nationals. In two games.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: The oh my gosh, I gosh I the think.
1: Nationals too. Yeah, I forgot remember about that? that? Yeah, we went to one of those games. Yeah. Oh my.
3: Yeah, it was terrible. So anyway. But back to O.J.'s point,
2: I mean, I feel that, that if we can clean up the defense um, and get some more consistency there, then maybe things will trend up more. You know, um, obviously, you would love to have Connor Bedard on your team, right? But are we willing to truly give up on this nucleus right now? But to go against your point, O.J., at some point, I don't see I, – I, I like in, in the short term, I don't see Terrence Hinkle in this team anymore. Uh, I want him here. You know what I mean? Um, I would love to, for him to have a statue outside, retire here kind of thing. But I just don't. I think he's just already kind of halfway out the door. I mean, but, but who knows? Right. I, I don't know. Um, it's just going to be one of those things.
3: Yeah. We're, and, the problem is, what are we going to get for him, too? That's not just yeah. he's really damaged goods. Right. He was already, you know. Already, you know, injury, you know, hey, I had his injuries prior and everything else. So he was, you know, uh, already, so to speak, not completely damaged good, but he was, you know, he was certainly bruised up, so to speak. Uh, but now after this, it's really concerning for anybody that, you know, his, his, uh, while his worth was coming back, uh, I, de- I definitely his stock has, uh, has, has taken a dive again, so to speak. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, for a little bit yeah but uh, we'll see we'll see how it comes (laughs) back we'll we'll see uh I don't know I mean to me it looks like they came out and they played even better without those two guys so but my other thing is that Doug Armstrong uh could potentially make a trade because I think it's a lot more fixable than maybe we previously assumed Mm. uh I think we were talking about this last night Josh how uh Basically, they could maybe kind of think they could fix Pareco if they got like a Jay Bowenister of some kind. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how, I don't know if they could pull that off, but if they, if they could make that one trade, I bet your you defense gets much better because yeah. you slot hit with Pareco. Now Pareco's back to being a stud. You got to shut down again, And now you got Falk, Falk Letty, and then you're looking at like what Mikla Bortuzo slash Rosen for the last three last couple spots like it's not a bad defensive court it kind of puts everybody in the spot they should be in like i don't know that might actually improve things a lot so it's and not and impossible to that
2: conversation like that it, it's not impossible and to that conversation that we had right we talked about Pareco specifically and i one of the biggest problems that we I, that i have with pareko and i know oj as well that you have it with him as well it's not for the fact that he soft or anything like that He's very gifted, very talented, you know, and obviously a, a big body. But he just doesn't have the hockey IQ. Um, there's right. a lot of questions that he just seems lost on the eye sometimes. And, like, a lot of questions that are around that. But he's always been able to play with a Jay Bomeister or an Alex Petrantil, whom both have yeah. extremely high hockey IQs. Um, yeah. You know, Jay Bomeister was not the fastest skater, but he was the best skater. That Honestly, he was one of the best skaters I have ever seen Play in the uh in the NHL, um, truthfully, um, and I know a lot of people feel that way. I mean, he does—he's not fast, but he was just there every single time, and I think that it would help him to have that anchor so they can cover up those mistakes. Because what ends up happening in the NHL a lot, especially on the defensive side, is if you make a little mistake as a defenseman, those little mistakes tend to grow into bigger and gain momentum for the other team, which then leads to scoring chances. So right. if you have a teammate that can willing to cover then you know it's it's going to it, it's like it's like oh Jay when we play rocket league and we're making sure that we're rotating correctly you know what I mean right. um it, it really helps in in, in pr- protecting the net uh so I do think that that is a very good pull uh, a good take that we, if we could get that it would, I think but it's also going to take less pressure off our other defensemen that they're not having to play back uh, defensively so much you know what I mean um you can let Nick Letty do Nick Letty things you can let uh tory crew do tory crew things right but Mm -hmm. um and i I think again as you said it could definitely help with a a shutdown pair and we can get our we can get some of our identity back too i
0: think right exactly yeah i 100 percent agree that's kind of why i feel okay about the season so and again (laughs) we'll
2: uh you right exactly we'll see how it goes you know in the the future uh here um and and go from there so the next point to the, the next question, next question, I guess I should ask you. So uh, congratulations, Vladimir Tarasenko got voted to the All-Star game. Right. Um, it's a little different um, for the uh, in it, uh, NHL uh, compared to a lot of other, you know, All-Stars. Uh, there has to be at least one from every team. Um, I don't think uh, I don't think the MLB does that or MLB does do that. I think the NFL doesn't do it. Um, there's a, And I don't think the NBA does it because there's not enough, but I could be wrong. But so Vladimir Tarasenko goes to the All-Star game. So, but my question for you two is, do you think there was a snub? Do you think there was somebody on this team besides Vladimir Tarasenko or even a replacement of uh, Vladimir Tarasenko that deserved to be in the All-Star game?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with uh, Jamie Rivers' opinion that probably Pavel Bijnevich is more deserving because uh, mm-hmm. he's just had a better all around game when he's been in. He maybe doesn't have as many numbers because I know he spent some time hurt. But uh, outside of yeah, because that, that's that was one thing that uh, I didn't. And that's that's funny that
2: Rivers had that uh, that opinion. Um, I'm assuming maybe the past lane on one one being radio uh, out here is lo- local for St. Louis. I, I'm assuming they had some sort of similar conversation, OJ, because obviously I, I was unaware. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> That's super funny. Uh, yeah, I swear I didn't pull that from it. But um, I the, the thing that was about it, because I was looking at our roster, I'm like, does anybody even deserve to be in the all-star game? And I'm looking at Vladdy and that's I started looking at stats, right? And I'm like, OK, they're not bad. But Booch did jump out to me as well because he's got 32 points in 30 games. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, yeah, he's, he's been injured, but minus on a trash defensive team. Like, yeah, and that was another stat that I had, too, that tells you right there that he plays a very good 200-foot game. You know what I mean? So, in a team that is terrible at that right now, we can't check. So, I think that, to, to, I guess, Jamie Rivers' point, and to your point, OJ, um, Bouchnevich is, I think, a person that potentially, I don't think he's an addition to Vladimir Tarasenko. I think he could potentially replace Vladimir Tarasenko in the All-Star game. Absolutely. If that makes sense.
3: And, and another thing to consider as well, I mean, maybe not ready yet, but obviously the future of our team as well as obviously with Cairo and with Thomas as mm-hmm. well, you know, so others contenders potentially, but, you know, I think like you said, to your point, Booch was, you know, probably the, would be, be the better candidate per se, especially over. I think that, right now. Right. Best well-rounded player
2: that we have Cairo is just yeah. is just trying to turn out goals. Yeah, he was the fastest in the league last year I uh, for the All-Star game. I don't think he's truly the fastest player in the NHL. I don't think anybody's saying that. Conor McDavid is still just ridiculously fast, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's going to suck. I would love to have seen Kairo go up again and try to defend that title and, and prove that it's not a fluke. Because um, then he can take doubters like myself and be like, see, so guys,
3: I can do it again. Um, so, obviously, Vladdy's not going to be playing in the in the All-Star game, clearly. So, yeah. Um... Yeah. They'll be injured. So, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. I was going to say, do we get, I wonder, do we get a uh, another pick? Because I'm assuming since we get at least one per team. so It's uh, all vote-ins at this point. Yeah. yeah. Is it all vote-ins? Gotcha. So, we may yeah, not even yeah. get a, a potential appearance for the Blues. Well, that's disappointing. We
2: probably, yeah, probably not. Be- yeah, probably not because we don't have enough people that are
0: right just tearing up the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's understood. not at home. There's not enough exposure on stuff like that. Of course. So yeah. I mean, if we were a couple team. years ago, yeah. We're the bad guy team right now because of Jordan Biddington, too. <laughs> <laughs> so no, the CK, yeah. Uh, All star game. <laughs> true. Yeah.
3: That is true. Yeah. He's got the bad boy mentality, I guess. So there you go. Oh. <laughs>
1: All
3: right, guys. Uh,
2: well, moving on from the Blues, uh, let's talk about the Cardinals. There's no updates really on the Cardinals, so let's
0: move oh,
1: on. I was gonna <laughs> say, that
0: like, wouldn't. You're say, right. And I mean, there was that Bowden article about. <laughs> it's really grasping at straws, but uh, in the Athletic, there's a Jim Bowden article where he basically he said the Cardinals. He basically did an article where he's saying, "What is all the like? What's the position all 30 team all teams need to fill still?" And uh, when he got to the Cardinals, like, everyone, he was like, oh, they need, like, a left fielder or whatever, this, that. The other thing, with it, when he got to the Cardinals, he just said something about the Cardinals are currently trying to trade for a certain player, basically. And they they don't want to say more because they think it could hurt their chances of trading for him. Uh, but, yeah, so that that seems interesting. <laughs> yeah. And
2: yeah. I, there's something that. Go on, Go on. Uh,
3: well, I was going to say, may, I, my thought here is maybe while we can, you know, get something uh, for Tyler O'Neill, I, I think we floated that potential as well as you know in the past about maybe getting something for O'Neill. Um, yeah, I don't know I, really what's out there right I, now. But a, we'll see. I, and
2: I'm a person honestly that believes in O'Neill. I mean, it's I, I like it's, him too, yeah, really but.
3: Yeah, he, we're going to have to we're going to have to give up something, you know, if we want to yeah, actually gain something as well. That's the problem. We're not going to increase yeah. our our uh, uh, our budget, per se, you know, so we're going to have to start giving up players. And yeah, it is what it is, you know,
0: well, yes, yeah, so decided- Power trading. <laughs> Who do you think they're trying to trade for?
3: Yeah, and that's the other thing too. Is I
2: mean, yeah. like the only person I could think that we would potentially even go after, obviously, is starting pitching, and the only one that seems to be linked to the Cardinals, um, and it has been linked to the Cardinals for the past three years, and I even brought this up in like a, our third session or whatever, is Shane Bieber. Yep. But I I don't know what the Guardians are going to be asking for, you know what I mean? And I. I it, I don't know, and, and, and if so, you if you do trade O'Neal, I mean, if you trade O'Neal to, for Bauer straight up, I think that is a good trade, but it's not going to be just O'Neal, um, and are you going to make yourself
3: worse? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is he's O'Neal, I think, is going to be up for free agent anyway after this year, so that's the reason why I'm thinking, can we get something while we can, you know? I don't know. I think uh,
2: O'Neal, though, has arbitration left, I believe. I could be
3: completely Doesn't wrong on that. Gotcha.
0: But yeah, I don't know. Uh, So yeah, I mean, I've heard Shane Bieber, but I kind of had a thought that maybe, maybe it's because I just happened to read these or hear about these and close together, but I happened to also read an article yesterday on, I want to say Redbird Rant, something like that. They basically made a case for, uh, they're showing how the Cardinals seem to be backloading money in you know, all these contracts and deferring money and it, they said it almost looks like they might be gearing up to make him take on a lot of money so mm-hmm. you know wow. it could be like oh Shohei Otani like,
3: <laughs> and, and, <laughs> I mean it's been yeah. like before but yeah I, was serious. <laughs> I don't know Yeah,
0: but, but yeah I mean I'd obviously be stoked with Shane Bieber or whatever but it also is Jim Bowden so it may not be real at all but <laughs> That's a good point. Um, uh, And I did take a look at uh, O'Neill's uh, contract. Size. So he yeah.
2: is out of arbitration. However, he's got two more years. Um, he's an unrestricted free agent in 25.
3: Oh, okay. I thought it was 24. My bad. Yeah.
2: No, you're perfectly fine. Yeah. So I was actually wrong because I thought we had more control over the contract, um, yeah.
3: but it,
2: but it, it is a longer status. So gotcha. Mm.
3: Yeah. And apparently there was even t- rumors. I don't know how serious they were, but of, uh, uh, the Pittsburgh uh, outfielder uh, Brian Reynolds as well. Yeah, Brian Reynolds. I, I I think it's just gonna be way too much,
2: and especially oh, yeah. for the for there's no way to me that Pittsburgh is gonna look at the. They're Cardinals
1: not gonna no. Like, hey, not we're gonna give we're you a bunch of. of you know, we
0: absolutely exactly. Not. Yeah, I don't well, see that at all. Also, also, I hear he's a pretty bad center fielder. Yeah, so. and I
2: have been hearing reports on that as well. Like the more I've done like research on it, um, the more I've been seeing that as well. That he's just not the greatest. Like, he would be a good right fielder from what I've been reading, but he's not a good center fielder. Potentially.
0: He hasn't played the corners in a very long time, evidently. But, yeah, he's basically
3: Derek Jeter center field. Well, apparently the 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 Yankees are interested in him as well, so. (laughs) Obviously, they already have center field well taken care of, uh, sadly, but. (laughs) He's left field, right? But, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, so I guess one question then before we move on to the Cardinals. Uh do we sign Bauer then? Trevor Bauer, who just got released by the the Dodgers? Yeah. Uh huh.
0: I mean that just seems like a PR nightmare potentially. Like
2: not even that. He hasn't thrown in 180 days. Like yeah. or like something like even longer than that, I think.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think he's a complete goods. head case, dude, and he's going to want way too much money. There's yeah. no way. There's no way yeah. that makes sense. For the Cardinals, no, sir. Yeah. This is a respectable organization. We yeah. like cherish yeah. our history and stuff. They don't want Trevor Bauer wearing the same uniform as like Ozzie Smith.
1: Like, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a very good I, point. I,
3: I don't see us signing him. I really don't, not with everything going yeah, on. So, with, and he hasn't with he hasn't thrown in a training Oh. Sorry, sorry, uh, Adam me just
2: cut you're good. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't thrown in 18 months, and even training sessions. So I mean, like, ridiculous. Like, yeah. So I, it's, it's funny because I keep, I haven't keep, but there's a couple people around my circles that have said, oh, we should take a look at him because we need pitching. I'm like, man, not even. Like, it's it's not like he's been out for like a couple months or whatever. First and foremost, you know, the PR stuff aside, just looking at him and not pitching for 18 months, mm-hmm. like, come on. I think he's like 32 or 33, too. So it's like, yeah, at, at some point he's going to have to retrain, you know what I mean? Like everything mm-hmm. and relearn everything, essentially. So, yeah, I'm not touching that one with a 10 foot.
3: I'm point. not so, yeah, I'm not so long on that at all. So, yeah. But I think that because they did cut him, though. The Dodgers there, I mean, they're technically still responsible for the remainder of his salary. I mean, I don't know how much how much time he's got left, but uh, he probably is going to be paid out for a little bit. So at least for another year or two. <laughs> so,
1: yeah,
3: I don't know. So will uh, still get his payday, but I don't hopefully it's not going to be for us.
1: It will Hopefully
3: not.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right, so, guys, moving on from the Cardinals here, changing gears almost completely. Uh, let's talk about some college basketball and the Missouri Tigers. Uh, we talked about this uh, last week, um, or last session, as I should say. Um, it is uh, the Missouri Tigers just keep on playing very good basketball. Um, the last game they did lose to Arkansas, number 13th in the nation, but they did beat Kentucky in that, uh, that time. Uh, they're 12-2 and two right now, right? Or are they 12-3? they only no, they're twelve and two because the only two losses are to Kansas and Arkansas, right,
0: OJ? Yeah, yeah, they got smoked yeah. in Kansas, but then they go and lose yeah. thirteen Arkansas by four in Arkansas's barn. So, I yeah. mean, yeah, by six, it was seventy-four to sixty-eight. Yeah, yeah, you lost to you lost close to a really good team in their. Mm-hmm. Or in so, like, I think yeah. actually seems like they're pretty good. Those last three wins they had – or those last three games they had, they rattled off that win against Illinois, Kansas. Mm-hmm. and At ranked 20 when they played against 13 Arkansas, they lost by four in Arkansas's place. Like, this team is like a tournament team, like might even be highly seeded it looks like. That's pretty exciting because uh, this is the first year of our new coach. So, that's – Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you know that
2: if they show up now, especially with the new coach, the recruiting can get better and stuff like that. I mean, the one thing I will say uh, to this, you know, they might be a high seed. They're, as you said, they're 20th in the nation right now, uh, but they're only sixth in the SEC. If they can actually get in the SEC uh, tournament and do some damage there, I think they're really going to get the name around. You know, because it's it's from basketball. We've had some pretty good years. I mean, we made the Elite Eight, um, you know, way back in the day. Um, and then we got, you know, uh, Porter Jr. who got injured right away. But that was supposed to be we were pre-ranked in that before he got injured. Um, we were pre-ranked like number eighth in the nation or something like that, because Michael Ju- or Michael Porter Jr. was supposed to be that good. Right. Yeah. That um, he was supposed to transform that team. And obviously, you know, it was another loss season. So I think that Mizzou potentially could be close. If you take a look at the upcoming schedule, there's, you know, quite a few like tougher games. I mean, we're at Florida now, Florida's unranked and they're not necessarily a great team, but being, you know, it's not the swamp because that's their football field, but being at Florida is always going to be a tough, tough uh, area, especially because they're good, still good at basketball period. Uh, then we're taking on Arkansas again. Um, then uh, we're at home against number seven, Alabama at home gets 25. Uh, Iowa state. That should be a fun game to watch. Then we're at Mississippi State, at number eight Tennessee, at 22 Auburn. So there's a lot to kind of take a look here at the schedule. There's, you know, out of those games, you know, that's what seven games. If we can win maybe five of those games, which I definitely believe we can, the way this team has been playing, I think we're going to be sitting pretty. You know, I mean, those are pretty impressive wins that out of those seven games too.
0: Yep. No, it's it's beautiful, man. I mean. Lots of fun basketball to watch potentially coming up here. I mean, certainly we'll have an opportunity to prove themselves, but it should be entertaining mm-hmm. the whole way. Because I mean, I don't think anyone expected Mizzou to do anything like this this year. So correct. And when you take a look at it too, go ahead, go ahead, OJ. I was saying it's all gravy from here, dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When you
2: look at the team, they seem to be very balanced too, and I think that goes a very long way, especially in college basketball. I mean, you look at uh, Deboy Hodge. Right. Fifteen point uh, eight points per game. Two point eight steals per game. That's a lot. Two point eight steals per game. Uh, that's especially college basketball. I mean, to me, that that's a lot. Two point one assists per game. Three point nine rebounds. Kobe Brown, fifteen point three points per game. Five point four rebounds per game. Two point uh, six assists. He's shooting 81% from the free-throw line. Nick Honor, 10 points per game, 3.7 assists, 2.2 steals, 85% from the free-throw line. The team is pretty, like, to me, they're rotating well. Their bench players are playing well. But their starting guys are a very balanced. And as you said before, OJ, I know you've said it here on the podcast in different sessions, they, they're playing a very fun brand right now. Yeah, Absolutely um coming for uh like and obviously we got big wins as you said between uh, you know illinois and kentucky obviously we beat ucf as well as well that was supposed to be a very difficult opponent really wasn't as big of an opponent now looking on it because i think ucf has lost like three more games since then but uh, <laughs> it is what it is you know so if you add those games that i mentioned earlier and i'll kind of go through them real quick again um which game kind of worries you right you know so at florida Uh, at home versus Arkansas at home versus Alabama at home versus Iowa state at Mississippi at Tennessee at Auburn. I mean, out of, you know, those seven games, which one really stands out to you is kind of like, let's say a linchpin to a good tournament run for uh, the sec and even for, you know, NCAA
1: tournament.
0: Well, honestly I feel like maybe the Florida game, because if you want to be seen as a ranked team, at least this year, you probably ought to beat florida and so i, th- I kind of almost view that as a little bit of a trap game in that schedule because
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know you're looking at all these other stud teams or even if you lose to them if you lose close it's still like okay they're pretty good you know you're going to get some credit they're going to be very quality losses potentially
1: you know what i'm saying
0: but all uh, right yeah you lose to florida people are going to look at you a lot different so <laughs>
2: And it's the same thing with, like, Mississippi State, right? Mississippi State is historically a good basketball team. Not great, right, but good. And they, they have a lot of fans that pack that stadium every single night, right? Um, So, to me, you know, I, I think, to your point, the Florida game, that's why I even wrote it down. I feel like that is a very big game. And that's one of the next games that we have, right? Um, You know, are we a true series? a team or not i think that if you know we're able to beat florida be able to beat arkansas alabama then ohio ohio state right so say we I uh, not ohio state excuse me Iowa State. say we win those four games and you know we have a couple i would i consider more cupcake matchups uh in between there so i think we would go on like another 7-0 run and then you lose at mississippi state i think it takes the momentum away from you but then you know we might be up in the top 10 at that point probably not but you know what i mean um, yeah. And then they're going to be like, oh, you lost to Mississippi
0: State. Uh, we're going to bring you back down.
2: You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, because w- w- the problem is we're not seen as a good basketball school right now because we've been so atrocious so recently. So we're not going to get any benefit of the doubt. Uh, not this year anyway. If we were ranked going into yeah. the season, people would be happy to maybe give us a little, de- uh, a little benefit there against Florida or, whatever, or our Mississippi State. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. Yeah, and I
2: think that, like, college rankings in general are always favor the what you have done rather than the what you are doing currently. Um, it's that way in football, for sure. Uh, but football is a little bit more amplified because the fact that they only play, like, 12 games, right? Um, so there's just not that much there. Basketball is a little bit different um, because they, they don't expect anybody to go undefeated. Um, I think the last team that went undefeated and they didn't actually win the uh, they didn't win the NCAA tournament. This was back I think when we were in high school, and that was Illinois if I remember correctly. I don't remember what year it was, but Illinois I know had the number one team in the nation. They were the number one seed. I think they got eliminated in like the Elite Eight or or maybe it was the Final Four. It doesn't matter, but they they couldn't complete the quote unquote undefeated season. And that just shows you how sometimes you just don't get the bounces. You know what I mean? Like sometimes the ball just does not fall into the net and that's going to happen. You know, football is a little different because it's about execution on every single play basketball. There is, I mean, yes, there's a lot of skill. Don't get me wrong. Cause I can't do what they can do, but some of that is definitely luck as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. So speaking of the tournament though, um, there is a lot of reports right now that the NCAA is going through the first pre- preliminary for expanding out from the current of uh, current team of 68, because they have the tournament of 64, but obviously they have the first four that are in it. They're trying to expand to 90 teams. So my question, uh, more specifically, I guess for you, OJ, because I know you're more of like the, the you know the college basketball guy in that sense. Um, it, it, is that too much? Like, is 90 teams too much?
0: Yeah, I mean, to me, it is like. 64 teams seems like the right amount. It's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, that's already a lot of teams. You know, you don't want to water it down too much to where making the tournament doesn't mean anything. Exactly. I feel like there's a large enough field to where you give plenty of good teams a chance to win. I mean, you already don't see 16 seeds winning the national title. Like, maybe once in a blue moon, they'll upset an opponent. But for the most part, they don't win. So that tells you that there's a big enough gap from the people at the top and the people at the bottom, that the tournament's big enough.
2: Yeah, and I, I think to your point, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to dilute it too much because there's gonna. Be, and the problem with it too is like, especially these mid-major com- uh, conferences that you know are tend to get to like, even when they win their conference, they get to like the 12th, 11th seed and stuff like that. I think it honestly hurts those guys because the teams that are in these Power Five conferences could be 500 or worse. And potentially sneak into the playoffs because they're going to be better by recruiting and by talent standards. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, I I do believe that that is something that they're going to have to take a look or, or really consider going into like ninety, like for ninety. I, I think I think that's a lot. And then what do you do for the format? And by the way, too. So if anybody does not know, there's 352 current Division One basketball teams. So if you have 68, which we currently do, that's 19% of the floor. of the countries, or excuse me, the teams across the nation um, will be in, right? If we do the same math for the 352, if we expand to 90, that's 26%. So, I mean, at what point are we just going to get to like the NHL where like half the teams are getting in? Oh, yeah. I mean, because the NFL is already doing it. It's like,
0: it's kind of (laughs) like bowl games in college football where it's six and six Mm -hmm. that gets you in. Like, dude, you were at like, as mediocre as you can be that's not special
2: (laughs) especially for these like so like Vanderbilt for example who like yes they're gonna play you know Alabama there and they're gonna get smoked but if they play and lose to four really good opponents there's they still have a good chance because they're gonna be packing like their schedule with like you know division three teams and it's still seen as a win you know what I mean like Appalachian State here we go App State baby let's go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you got that cupcake to warm us up right uh i mean dude it, it, for me i think that 90 is too much and if if 90 does get approved which it most likely will because it's a revenue game for them where, where does it stop you know to me the next stop would have to be 128 and you go from having what five rounds to six rounds of basketball or no is it six right six rounds currently and then it would be just seven rounds
0: Th- that's just way too much you know what i mean winning yeah. six games in a row is super hard. It would definitely increase the randomness of the tournament, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's the weird. That's the other thing about this too that I was gonna to uh, say. When you look at this, I, I it, as a fairness standpoint, I don't think there's a way in hell they can increase the 90. But as a fan of March Madness itself, I really want to see it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you want to see these, like, okay, you know, these guys are uh, a 32 seed going up against a one seed, and watching that upset. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. Yeah.
0: That would be, like, Blackburn, right? Wasn't that who? Uh, wasn't Blackburn that soccer club that won recently? That, like, completely unexpectedly – who was that? Or, no, Everton, right?
2: Oh, and in, you're talking you're, about uh, – no, that was, uh, um, that was Leicester City. You're talking about a few Leicester, years ago? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Leicester City, which – here's a funny antidote about that as well. There was a guy that's, from, like, from the area or whatever. That's his team. He's in England. And he uh, put a bet on them to win the uh, to win the division uh, for for the Premier One division like he does every single year. He goes to business in Australia for a couple of like months or whatever, and didn't really have like any like you know he wasn't able to view the games. Didn't really have any news. He came back like with two months left to go in the season, so they had like eight games or seven games left, and they were number one and on pace to win it. And the the, the bookie that he was going through was asking him. Hey, we'll pay you out like you know, a re- like a ridiculous amount for the bet that he had, if you want to reset receive this bet. He didn't, and he obviously won millions and millions of dollars that because they were like a 2001 favorite or something like that. It was just a ridiculous, you know, number. And I think that was an exagger- exaggeration. I don't know what their number was to win the premiere, but I do remember watching that run. And it, it, I think honestly, it gets people excited to see stuff like a Florida Atlantic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they when they won. Uh, they beat, I think it was, uh, yeah, Florida Atlantic, right? They, the 16 team that made it into the Sweet 16. Um, I think that, to me,
0: it's just it, it, like it electrifies the entire nation. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, because everyone wants to see that happen. Everyone wants to see it, even unless you're the team playing against them. So,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> unless you're Virginia, which – yeah, hilarious this happened right so and it was i was actually wrong it was uh you uh umbc florida atlantic though if i remember correctly they were they were like a 15 seed or whatever that you know got into like the final four or something like that um yeah. but U, uh, umbc which honestly i don't even remember what that stands for uh now uh but they beat virginia and then the next year virginia went on to win it all <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of funny how that works out right right yeah but it, to me, again, I think it would be interesting, but I, if so, I, I guess the question then before we move on to uh, to our next topic here, the next question I have then is if the 90 teams does get approved, I guess two things. One, what kind of format are we even going to look at? I mean, it's going to be very difficult because you're going to have so many teams on by, right? Right. right? Especially when you're sticking with that 64 um, like team bracket, unless you completely change it, which I don't know how you would, right? um right if you look at that going into you have 26 teams that are going to be playing in round one you know or like a first round instead of like the what we have right now the the first four uh games like so uh, what kind of format does that look like and two will we eventually get to that 120 or do you think it's done at 90 those are my two questions i guess so to discuss right uh, oj you have any like opinions on those I have no idea. I try not to think that far. <laughs> Listen, it's fair enough, man, because like especially because this is all right now speculation, right? Um I I, yeah. I know in my gut that the NCAA just wants to make more money. So I think that they will eventually expand to ninety teams. Well, well I they, just think they, that it's
0: because they had to expand to international markets like the NFL. <laughs>
2: yeah you're you're not lying there too maybe that's what we need to do is so instead of like 90 we're gonna increase to like 700 teams and we'll just have some like universities uh like cambridge you have a basketball team right you want to play in this tournament yeah exactly. it's just gonna be the world cup of college basketball <laughs> good lord yeah, Amateurs only. um
0: <laughs> what'd you say amateurs only please <laughs>
2: Yeah, and then it's gonna kind of turn into the Olympics where it's like amateurs
0: yeah, sure only accepted or all professionals. Oh, exactly. So <laughs> exactly. Just like the NCAA is now. <laughs>
2: hey, listen, man, you're not wrong. I mean, especially this one and done rule crap. Uh, I mean, I can't like I I'm glad that they at least installed that so you don't have these you know young kids that are recruited straight out of high school um, and put them straight into the uh, you know NBA because they're just not getting an education what do they do after you know what i mean uh basketball and stuff like that we i mean Tracy mcgrady was a very good businessman in essence lebron james i think he's a good businessman or whatever um but there's a lot of other kids that have had that happen to that are not you know necessarily big names that have gone bankrupt you know they're making millions of dollars and now they're bankrupt because of that i think there's the maturity aspect of it you know what i mean i mean it's Obviously, you want to try to get in when they're young so they have more playing time and, you know, less wear and tear and easier recovery. But I do believe that NCAA for basketball needs to do what they do for football and have it to where you pretty much need to play at least two years, if not three. I think two years is fair, um, you know, so that way you can hit the, you know, hit the NBA when you're 20. I think that's fair. Um, you know, it, it's kind of funny how they have that for basketball, but they don't have that for f- uh, football, right? Where football, again, is the three years, and that's the kind of standard rule. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of football, uh, moving on here to uh, one of the newer St. Louis teams, uh, and that is the Battlehawks or the XFL. I'm glad that we're having the XFL back, man. Kaka, baby, kaka, right? And I hope it's as magical
3: as it was last time. <laughs> it certainly
2: was. You know, uh, Adam and I went to, uh, uh, went to a game last year. And we had tickets to go to the game where they were going to open up the upper bowl. And yeah. that's right when COVID hit. Um, but it was insane. It was so cool to be there. It so cool. and I, like, You know, I've, I've gone to that. Uh, I've gone to America Center or whatever. Um, I think that's what it's called now, right? America Center?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think so. The Dome. Yeah, uh, uh, the, dome, the dome. Yeah, because times. they basically like lost yeah, yeah. all the naming <laughs> rights because you yeah, know nobody exactly. wants to put their name on it anymore. So uh, I think it's just but, called the dome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so you no know, one's gonna pay the naming
1: rights, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, may, it, so.
0: maybe,
2: yeah, maybe in a few next few years, but definitely not right now, right? Yeah. Um, but I tell you, I've been to the dome several times for like Comic Cons. Um, not the Comic Con, obviously, but you know, like Wizard Worlds and stuff like that, and car shows. And it's just the entire time you're there, you're like, man, like there used to be a football team here,
0: <laughs> and yeah. for a
2: few years, it used to be a really good team. Um, and it just kind of, you know, sucks. But being back, yeah, and it being back in there and seeing that, it, it was pretty awesome. It just really was, man, to be wow. part of that. Man, to just see,
3: oh my gosh, it was just, it was that was awesome, right? And just to people see the people so wound up. Oh my god, people yeah. were wound up, and I. Oh my God. Yeah. I was going to say, of course, after what Kroenke did, you know, to us, it was the ultimate, you know, like, Hey, yeah. F you Kroenke, you know, we're back. It may not be the NFL, but however, we're, you know, we're still, you know, huge fans here and and we support our teams and we sure the hell did. And we, everybody was showing up. And like you said, we were the only team that was selling out the upper, uh, Know, the upper deck, the upper upper uh, upper portion the of the bowl, bowl, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, the upper bowl. And um and so I was really hopeful. I mean things were looking so good. And then obviously like you said, hit and the rest is history, the XFL folded and I was like, damn it. Just when we thought like things were going so well because we're like, wow, the XFL actually has a shot. And some of the things that they were doing, you know, some of the fun. rule changes and we're, were They made sense I'm like holy shit I wish the NFL would adopt Some of these things you know So it, it was really cool and I, and I loved the decision To on replays we could hear The
2: replay yeah. booth and hearing The and the, the refs and what they were saying As yeah. a fan sitting there You go oh my and watching On TV you like okay I can now understand The decision of what they're seeing You know and sometimes in the NFL it's like man It almost feels like they're paid. You know what I mean? To yep. go like one way or the you other. See that all like, the, how time. the hell did you see that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And the reason for it though, and the reason why is because we're just there's just no communication. So as a fan, you you go then with your gut and your instincts and your heart of like, well, when against my team, well, f these people. You know, and if yep. it goes for your team, you'd be like, Yep, see that they, they called the right call. You know what I mean? Yep. So uh um,
3: well, and the other thing is so I'm also hopeful that we actually might be a halfway decent team. I mean, I'm. I looked at the overall, uh, you know, stats of you know where we stack up against the other teams, and overall, right now, we actually have the best odds going to the championship game and actually winning this thing. So, um, wow. I we believe it or not, you were number one. So, uh, the thing is, is that we picked up, um, a couple of good, you know, a couple of good draft picks. So, um, we actually. We're in a pretty good spot, you know, in a couple of those uh, um, in the draft, per se, to actually pick up some of those guys. So um, I was sad to see. Uh, I heard the announcement today that uh, uh, Tamu, our former quarterback, or, yeah, he went to, uh, I think, D.C. I defenders. But at the same time, we picked up. um think yeah, A.J. McCarron, right, and he used to actually be a backup. Uh, in the end.
0: he was a real footballer.
3: <laughs> years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was a real football um, player, and he was actually pretty decent. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, yeah, hold slow your roll. Okay, right? so that's the thing. Okay, yeah, I'm just saying, compared football, to some right? of these guys, which are just complete amateurs, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. And also, yeah. we got uh, uh, oh, who was it that we picked up in the overall pick for uh, oh man. He was one of our wide receivers we picked up. Uh, Marcel, no, our, not Marcel Austin Broll. Oh, uh, Marcel yeah. Aitman. yeah, Aitman. Yep. yeah, Yep. And he played for the Raiders and the Cardinals as well. So anyway, oh, so okay. we actually might have a decent offense. So
0: I don't know. Terrifying the next million years. <laughs> you telling me? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. How old There's is it, Aaron?
2: Uh, that's a good question. Aaron, um, like like I think. Seven. Say it one more time.
0: He's like thirty seven.
2: No, McCarron's not that old. Um, but he is up there. I think he is like thirty four. I could be wrong on that. Um,
0: he's like thirty three, almost.
3: Yeah. So yeah, but bo- yeah, hey, born nineteen ninety. So he's, yeah, he's He's thirty. He's thirty two. He's young enough to be uh, Tom Brady's
0: son. So yeah. For some yeah. reason, I feel like he's been in the league just a super long time, which I guess he kind of <laughs> it, it's true, too, because he had four years
2: of backup service in the NFL. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of that comes from the fact that, you know, he was such a high profile player in college, too. I mean, he won a national championship with Alabama yeah. um, and he, he started there for two years and was on a Heisman talk. I don't think he was even a finalist. I could be wrong with that. But he was in Heisman conversation every single year, too. So really, that four years
3: seems like six years. You know what I mean? Uh apparently yeah. he was a dark horse candidate for the Heisman in 2012, what I'm reading. Okay, yeah,
2: that's what I thought. Yeah, cuz he didn't have the, he didn't have the skill set to for me to be able to like get votes, but you mm-hmm. play in Alabama, you he, he was thrown into a lot of like good town, obviously and stuff like that, but Yeah. Um speaking more of McCarron, he was drafted in 5th round by Cincinnati. Uh he had he, he did a lot of backup stuff for like Atlanta. Um it, it, for the Bills, he did for like four or five teams he had only four starts in his career 174 passing attempts for 62.6% completion 1173 total yards six touchdowns three interceptions right um so not great numbers now when you bring it down to this level which is let's just say a step above college or a more experienced college i think this is where he could potentially excel the one thing that i liked about jordan when he when we had him in the prior XFL was that he moved out of the pocket. McCarron's not really going to give that for you. He did have a rushing touchdown in the NFL, but
0: mm-hmm. it's not part of his game. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. More of a field general type. I got you.
2: Correct. He's more, but he's more of a Tom Brady pocket passer kind of thing. You know, um, obviously he's not, it doesn't have that skill set as Tom Brady, but he's not going to be able to give you like the, the exciting stuff that we're seeing from young talent nowadays from mm-hmm. the quarterback position.
1: Um, I Another
2: guy that I'm, very excited, though. Honestly, I, I'm very happy that he came home. Austin Pro, Ricky Prol's son, is playing oh, yeah. for the Fatal Hawks, man. I'm yeah. so
0: excited for that. My so, God, dude. I remember that catch so well. You have yes, no idea. I know, right? <laughs> I was like eight. I remember watching that thing, man. That was so crazy. I,
2: I remember watching it in my living room with my dad. And my dad goes, holy crap, I'm going to go buy a Ricky Prol jersey. And so Dude, here's a funny, go ahead.
0: Isaac Bruce said that
2: was his favorite catch. <laughs> oh yeah, right. It was, there is was even people like I. Uh, Joe Buck has talked about that before because obviously he was a much younger, you know, younger adult. I don't even know how old Joe Buck is now, but he's he remembers yeah. watching that at home going, wow, you know, like it, it, it to me that it, it just it says a lot. Right. You know, being from St. Louis and seeing that was it was absolutely mm-hmm. crazy. But here's a funny story for you, right? My dad goes out and buys his jersey. Uh, jersey. My dad, you know, owned his own business and at the time and had, you know, knew a lot of people. He goes to a a, uh, a pro am golf tournament and ends up getting paired with Ricky Pro. No joke. No joke. And wow, played, that's crazy. Played a four man scramble with Ricky Pearl. So obviously he got his autograph on the jersey and stuff like that. That's but crazy. he also went to uh he went to the Super Bowl and was like close enough at the time. To be able to like be clo- uh, close to the field, Ricky Pro, if I remember correctly, uh, it, maybe it actually wasn't in the Super Bowl, but it was another game, and I know it was a playoff game because my dad like went out of town uh, for it. But Ricky Pro caught a caught a uh, caught a touchdown, and he was in. Like, he literally was like, you know, like turned around, showed him that he was wearing a jersey, and Pro obviously not recognized my dad, but just recognized that he was wearing a Pro jersey, like pointed at him and something that's like awesome. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So to me, like. Well, the Pro name in St. Louis will always be a legend. It's obviously not like Isaac Bruce or Tory Holt, right?
3: Yeah, but still, um, I mean, he still was the, the guy that you know helped send us to the Super Bowl. So you know,
2: it's not he a live, he's not for, a Hall of
3: Fame, but he's like David Freeze. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah. Always yeah. We will always remember. I mean, Certainly they they literally to this day still talk about that. You know, so
0: Hall of Fame moment.
3: Yep, we will never forget. Yeah, exactly. Twenty, um, I guess, twenty three years later now. That's hard to believe. It's been twenty three years.
2: Holy crap, yeah. man! Uh, so speaking of Austin, uh, though, just to talk about this, obviously uh, he has had uh, a lot of practice squad experience, but no actual game experience in the NFL. Um, he did was um, on uh, the Vipers, I believe, uh, for the prior XFL. Um, oh really okay and, i didn't know that oh my he had two t- actually so here's a fun fact so great st- uh like um oh my gosh oh my gosh uh oh trivia facts that's what i was looking for he had the first touchdown in xfl history uh he, he played for the dragons oh Wait. the dragons right, seattle dragons yeah I
3: yeah what I mean, he played for seattle. Arch- dragons dragons, dragons. yeah i just was looking it up apparently it's the dragons yep yeah, but, that's, yeah, that's wow, fault, look at yeah. that. He would yeah, actually be the first touchdown in XFL history. That's crazy.
2: Yeah, the 57-yard huh. touchdown, first uh, in the XFL yeah. history. So, maybe he can do it again. Yeah, yeah we can do no bet. again. <laughs> oh,
3: touchdown passes. Have you guys seen the, the schedule? Baseball. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah the I have game. a schedule.
3: Are we the first game?
0: One? No, we, the first we don't. Game?
3: We, the home opener isn't until week four.
0: No, no, no. I, yeah. I want to know if he has a chance to do it again.
3: Oh, okay. Oh, you mean the overall no. schedule? Okay, my bad, my bad.
0: Uh, I think
1: let they, me, uh, look. I think
2: yeah, I think they all play at the same time. Um okay, I think that's so, one of the things about the
3: XFL. Okay Let me see. Um uh, let me see if I there. Funny there. <laughs> <say> no. <laughs> so, so there are two games that are gonna happen on the eighteenth. Uh that's gonna be Sanders, um, okay. Arlington, Orlando versus Houston. We act- St. Louis doesn't play until Sunday the next day on the nineteenth.
1: Let's hope for so, field so, no, goals.
3: Goal. Yes, yeah. so unfortunately Touchdown. Doubt I mean. it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doubt it well, that, that, would be no,
1: be that would be good cool, for XFL's future
3: <laughs> Yeah, that would be funny
2: oh, Our boy. two prime time <laughs> games To start off, it's a barn burner It's like Alabama and LSU In the national, tie, or national time of game When it was 6-9 to nine.
1: Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I want to watch that yeah. game again
2: <laughs> God, that'd be hilarious Yeah, dude um, but yeah, so speaking of that, uh, the season starts for us uh, at San Antonio uh, on February nineteenth. Our home opener is almost a month later in March twelfth versus Arlington. So gonna hope game. to see you all there. I got season tickets with Adam. Let's yep. go. Call.
3: Yep. <laughs> K- call. I'll be there. Yep. In the end zone. So looking forward to yeah. it. And uh, OJ So yeah, and you know. I, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, oh no, I, was, go ahead. I, was,
0: I got a game near my birthday. Do they really?
2: Yeah, I, I think, think so. Might have to take you, uh, take you to a game. That'd be fun. There
3: you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you. I was, gonna, I was gonna say, uh, their last game in town. Well, I was gonna say their last, week ten is April twenty second. So you've got uh, all of March and April. There you go. To to, uh, to watch some football big. in St. Louis. So
0: that's cool. But well, they play on that's- Thursday on the second week. If you guys didn't know that that's
3: odd. Yeah, I yeah. I saw that. Yeah, Thursday uh, Thursday night football uh for XFL apparently.
0: Friday night so, Thursday night football. Let's
3: go. <laughs>
2: well, I think the reason why they did that too is for the XFL is um, they were actually going to just continue off with the NFL left. Um for the Thursday night stuff. I don't know if they're doing that every week though. Um cuz we're playing I on th- Thursday night in week 2. Think they're think playing the one only game on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's why I thought week five, they're doing it too. I thought there was two or three weeks.
3: that they're Not doing for it. us. No, week five is going to be on a Saturday.
2: No, no, no. I'm talking
3: about I'm talking about for the XFL in general.
0: Oh, it'd be the XFL in general. Oh, yeah. I don't see the overall schedule. I was just pulling up ours. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm got gotcha. STL City SC starts up near like late February too. Do they not?
2: Um. Yes,
3: I think it's like the 28th or something like that. I could be wrong. I don't know if I, they have technically uh, speaking the I think I know actually just talking about this to Josh earlier that um St. Louis City SC will actually beat out yeah. the XFL and, and being you know like the home opener so to speak I believe so that's Check
0: crazy it out. To say. It's crazy to think February 25th MLS uh-huh. regular opener boom that's you know, what I thought yeah dude. I was I was pretty Even close us out. that's what's near my birthday
1: we're you go. Yeah. Good luck with I that. I will Tickets say, be, <laughs> I wanted to it's bring safe. that up.
0: I Stay. wanted to bring that up
3: actually about the ticket situation. The, the XFL. I mean, granted, yes, it's the XFL, and they want to try to get fans in for sure. But their season ticket prices are dirt cheap, and they're a lot of fun. And I'm so glad that they're doing this because they're bringing people in. Whereas St. Louis SC and their ticket procedures and their prices are just ridiculous so
2: like i i don't want to talk bad about them right and i'm I, just I saying it's, it's ridiculous I'm That's all. For them. but you know is for 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 the listeners adam and i did try to go in for season tickets um and we definitely did not get it like a lot of people didn't but there were people be like there was people after our uh, sign our timestamp that did get season tickets um and it sounded like it was a complete cluster anyway so, so I'm not, that's all I'm going to say about it it just wasn't a very good experience from yeah. that aspect of the thing I'm still going to go to games I'm
3: still excited <laughs> about it but we'll we'll see how it goes <laughs> and I'm just saying their ticket prices are rather ridiculous I mean maybe we're spoiled in St. Louis that overall our ticket prices for most of our sports are generally pretty affordable but I've got to say dang I mean I yeah, know inflation so, uh, I know inflation's going up but Wow. What's up? Yeah, did you see OJ,
0: how much uh, uh, <laughs> season tickets like? It's evidently. Crazy. Yeah, evidently everybody in this in this city wants to be season ticket holders. So, I guess they figure they can charge a lot for tickets. I guess. <laughs> so, uh,
2: OJ, if you want to go, I'll totally go for you. Um, and I can get us uh, two tickets right now. Do you have four hundred and thirty-one dollars? Actually, yeah, it's gonna go. be With uh, with taxes, gonna be about four hundred and sixty dollars to get in. Christ
0: is that for my one ticket? <laughs>
2: that's one ticket. Oh, oh my god. god. Are that the cheapest, dude. Told you. I'm telling you right it's now. Crazy. So crazy. Like the lower section, could, lower section is
3: $1,125. I I remember like like buying Chris World, World tickets. Series
0: tickets for less than that for the Cardinals. Yeah, uh, Man, that's... I guess they're selling to a certain crowd and we're not
3: in <laughs> it. <Yeah, laughs> I guess not. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they're selling oh, to Lord.
2: their advertisers than people than the abitro, Then they're selling to advertisers rather than the hometown losers. Let's just say that.
3: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so if anybody wants to sponsor us and get us some tickets, there you go. Yeah, yeah. please, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is clearly the first game of all time, though. So I get it.
3: <laughs> we'll speak very highly of St. Louis, SC, if you know if you hook us up with some tickets. Very right, please.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, so. Um, I think that, you know, we're not going to, obviously. I but, said just kidding. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, but the thing about it, though, it's pretty consistent, though, OJ, to, to the point, tickets do come down a little bit. But the next game, which is San Jose, uh, that's uh, on March 18th, um, so a couple weeks later, um, it's $360 per ticket. So, uh, yes, yeah, about $100 cheaper.
0: That just doesn't make sense. For the cheapest tickets,
2: Yeah, that's the only tickets right now.
3: <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, what it Hooray, is a Oh well. Well, anyway, I'm gonna have fun at the XFL, and for what I can pay for one ticket to go see St. Louis City SC, I'm gonna go see a half of a season uh, at the Dome. So there you go. Yeah,
2: season tickets, baby. But uh, I will tell you so, and I cannot wait to be able to scream in the top of my lungs. Fuck Stan Kroenke again. It's gonna be amazing. It'll be cannot awesome. Cannot wait. Um, And so the next section or the next uh, segment that I want to get to um, is the NFL, uh, you know, playoff preview and stuff like that. However, for our listeners, we will be losing one of our cast members for this, and that is O.J. Uh, O.J. has got some very strong feelings about the NFL, which I definitely do not blame him. O.J., why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about why you hate the NFL? It's pretty obvious for St. Louis people, but just go
0: ahead and go for it. It's because they have no integrity whatsoever and they hate my city arbitrarily. Uh, I mean, basically when they left, they were saying, fuck you, we don't need St. Louis and we don't want St. Louis, but we know your watch anyway, you chumps. Like, dude, (coughs) they would just rather go to LA just because they have uh, more money, which was against their guidelines for relocating teams. And then they trashed our public our perception on the way out. So to me, supporting anything NFL at all is just like for somebody born and raised in St. Louis, it makes me sick to my stomach whenever I see a game on TV. So
2: I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to
1: Right. And so obviously,
2: that. yeah, exactly. And that's the thing about it. So Av and I were pretty avid Chiefs fans, right? But the thing about it is, I can also 100% agree with you, OJ, because I was furious, right? I look at Randy Carricker, right? Um, as – And for anybody that does not know who Randy Carricker is, it probably shouldn't be listening to a sports podcast in front that's based in St. Louis, just saying, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> definitely listen to his work and read his stuff because he is just, an, he's Megan Mind, knows everything, right? When it comes to sports. I mean, he's incredible sports trivia, but he's so passionate about St. Louis um, uh, sports too. I remember listening and you can, cause radio has got that like distinct voice, especially when you've been listening to one-on-one ESPN radio for a long time. And I remember listening to those conferences, OJ with, uh, with Goodell, um, with Kroenke <clears throat> there. And they're talking about, you know, the potential move and stuff like that. And he's asking these questions. He's asking, you know, specific questions like, well, we have a plan for a stadium yet we're still moving forward, even though it goes against your bylaws. Um, that doesn't make any sense. So can you explain that? And of course, he just beat around the bush. And then he comes right back to it. He goes, but oh, we so we got a stadium uh, plan. Do you guys plan to honor that? I remember he asked the same question like three different times and just tried it's, to make Adele sweat. And obviously, <laughs> you know, you're powerless at that point. Um, <laughs> but it was yeah. just a really bad situation.
0: And they tried to make it seem like, well, no one goes here to the uh to to the games oh, and stuff like that. And he Listen, is, we. I, I, Fucking water for him is so disgusting.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember um, this tweet. I will
1: I remember this tweet from
0: on. a supposed reporter that had a picture of you know the Edward Jones dome, the interior in the stands showing how empty it is. It's like 15 minutes before game time at the Edward Jones dome, dot dot dot. Like clearly calling you know calling it an attendance problem. And then I remember somebody else come like a couple weeks later, they got the same picture in Pittsburgh and it looked the exact same because it's 15 minutes before the game starts and people are getting concessions. Like exactly
3: <laughs> yeah, They're right. all outside. Yeah. They're all out there tailgating, getting concessions and waiting in the inside. Yeah. They're not going to be right at their seats, you know, an hour beforehand. So
0: yeah. And the whole damn thing was rigged against us. I mean, they right. voted once and they voted against Cronky's plan. So no, Let's stop, let's do it again, and this time we'll vote in secret. Oh, what do you know, an- unanimously for Kroenke's plan. Like, holy crap, dude. It's so shady, so fucked up. And then, you know, it, 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 they're all complicit in it. They, they aided and embedded. Like, screw all of
2: them. <laughs> and listen, you have every right to feel that way, OJ, right? Uh, the reason why I support KC uh, is actually um, – and OJ, I don't know if you actually—you never got to uh, meet Dexter McLeon when he was my next door neighbor, right? I don't think you did. No, I, I, that's what I thought I did because obviously he was not really home all the time and stuff like that, and it was only for a shorter period of time. He actually might have left, like in high school. I couldn't—I couldn't remember that. I could be remember wrong. But Dexter McLeon, the, uh, the cornerback, that obviously. Was part of was a starting cornerback for us when we won the Super Bowl. Was my next door neighbor. He left the Rams and went to KC in free agency. So I immediately started watching KC from them. Right. And that was actually the year they went nine and zero and then never didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, they just started like they fell apart. Right. Um, which is odd because I've always been a Bronco fan because of John Elway too. But, you know, I'm a big Chiefs fan now because of Patrick Mahomes and watching him. And I love I love Travis Kelsey,
3: too. And, oh, you know, yeah. I really root for Andy Reid, too. We have- it's a fun it, you know, it's fun to watch. Right. Any team with um, Andy Reid at the helm, you know, it's going to be a fun team to yeah. watch. So no, d- yeah. no doubt about it. So but and they're the closest thing being in Kansas
2: City, Missouri, the closest thing that we have to an NFL team currently right now, obviously. Uh, but that being said. That doesn't mean that I like the NFL overall. It's, I think they do a lot of things wrong, um, and obviously they screwed over St. Louis. Re, uh, just I, I was refusing. I didn't play fantasy, you know. And I, at that time, I was I was I was playing for money with fantasy football. But after they, they did, did the L. A. the Rams left and went to I A. I didn't. I stopped playing fantasy football. Stopped playing for two years because I, I was I was done with it. You know what I mean? So your your feelings are 100% valid, and I completely understand why. You, have, you don't want
0: anything to do with the NFL, right? Right. I will not contribute to anything that furthers their cause.
2: I completely understand that. Um, so at this point, I guess, uh, if you uh, just want to say bye, if you're going to drop off, because uh, we do want to talk, uh, Adam and I are going to talk a little bit about the NFL playoff preview here. Um, and talk about that as well. But, I mean, obviously, if you don't want to be part of the conversation, it's completely fine.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Enjoy your chit-chat, guys. All right. All right. Thanks, OJ. Yep.
2: We'll see you next week, OJ. Thank you very much. All right. So, uh, Adam, um, obviously without OJ here, let's talk a little bit about the NFL playoff preview, uh, which is kind of interesting, right? Because this is such a. It's just such a messed up situation right now Mm -hmm. with the, the playoffs and everything else. Now, first and foremost, uh, Damar Ham, uh, Hamlin. If you don't know what happened to Damar Hamlin, then you're not really involved in sports and you're not involved with the NFL, that's for sure. Um, but you know, the, the I'm glad that the guy is doing better. Um, I you know, it was a very scary situation. Um, to, to see that on the field to watch the players' reactions. Um, as a guy that played football in college or college, oh man, I wish, uh, in high school. <laughs> Um, I can tell you that, like, you know, the stuff like that happened all the time. I remember getting hit really hard in the chest one time, and I was winded, right? But that's all it was. I was just winded, and it, it, it took uh, about a really about a series or two before I got my breath. I was, I, I came out of the game for the, the rest of that series, and then the next series I was in, but I kind of still didn't feel like hundred percent, right? But that's all that happened. Um, to see that happen is, is, is is pretty ridiculous. Right. And I'm so glad that he's doing better. Um, so, you know, that, because obviously, you know, Adam, we, we discussed this, uh, you know, offline that's first and foremost, right. Was his health Absolutely. Um, and making yep. sure that he was, that he was okay.
3: Um, yep. but, and I'm so glad that they had the trainers, you know, uh, they were calling out, uh, Denny Kellington from, uh, the Bills mm-hmm. staff as a huge, uh, hero to help basically save, you know, uh, Hamlin's life, you know, I mean, he literally, the guy's heart stopped. They literally had to resurrect, you know, re- uh, resuscitate him revive, and revive, use a defib- yeah. yeah. Revive him, uh, and, re- and use a defibrillator on him. Uh, so it was a very, very scary situation, but I'm really ha- happy to report that as of, um, now, he seems that he's getting better. He talked to the team. I think one of his first words out of his mouth was, uh, did we, we win? win? So, yeah. yeah, which is, you know, what a guy, you know, to be able to after all that, could you imagine? And he's just worried about did we win or not? Because obviously, you know, that's what he was on the field to do. And uh, and so uh, definitely uh, hope that he continues to recover. But it seems that he's doing a lot better off than he certainly was a couple days ago. And he's not completely out of the woods, but from, uh, the, what I've been reading so far, um, he's, uh, he's making a, a good recovery. So.
2: Yeah. And so the first step was to, uh, you know, obviously to preserve, uh, neurological, um, function. So brain function and reserve your breathing, because what happens is in a situation when you have like a cardiac, episode and stuff like that and especially rhythms and stuff like that um you have and at the end the trauma impact you got to make sure that the heart is going to start back up and not drop again essentially um and like just to speak it in more common tongue I guess but you obviously put the person into a medically induced coma um so that way it preserves functionality for the brain and it cools them down stuff like that and then you keep them on a um, an oxygen tube as well, yeah, so that way again the exactly so that way you you feel confident in the lungs. So then you mm-hmm. test the brain function and stuff like that. So when they woke him up, he had from what they could tell, he had every single bit of knowledge of what was going on. He couldn't mm-hmm. communicate because he still had an oxygen tube then, which was the right protocol at that time. But he was able to write. He was able to type. He was able to say you know with his eyes. He was able to grip with his hands mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He then they got the the breathing tube removed today. And he was able to speak um, and seems to be very aware. And uh, this is, is so I, I'm, I'm so glad because first and foremost, his life is what matters here. The the one very unfortunate thing that has not been discussed here because it is such a um, short of a miracle, honestly, um, that he is uh, that he's alive and is full. And it seems said that he will be at, let's say, full recovery because I don't know yet. And um, neither do the positions that will also play by ear. He's still considered critical, but he's not in red status. Right. Yeah. Um, the question then comes down to you know will he ever be able to play again? And I don't think he will. Um, I think there's just too much risk involved. It's very much like Jay Bowmeester. Uh, yep. Jay yep. was, I will say this: Jay was lucky enough to have a very, very uh, distinguished career and a long career. Um, Hamlin's career, I think, has been cut very short. Um, but it is what it is at this point. Um, and so, you know, at obviously least his he,
3: life, you know, which is, yeah. What, and you'll take your life more over than playing football. Yep. Absolutely. So, yep. That's the most important <clears throat> thing. So it's unfortunate, but at least he's, he's lucky and blessed enough that he has his life still because it could have ended very badly.
2: It could have been, um, he could have been a statistic, but he is still here. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. that's, uh, that's first and foremost, right. Um, it did leave, us in a very weird spot because the game was canceled um and they uh you know they stopped the game but they have decided to not cancel it right so or not to not cancel it. excuse me not continue the game um which puts us in a very awkward spot especially because that game had so many playoff implications Mm -hmm. between cincinnati the chiefs and the bills right so before we get into the playoff situation and what it looks like right Um, were there any other options in your opinion, Adam, that they
3: could have had? Or do you think that canceling the game was the best solution? Me personally, I I thought that they should have played the game. Um, I think that they've had, ample, and I'm not trying to be insensitive here, but I know that in other sports, you brought up the blues, for example, while the game was canceled, we did continue to continue to play. Uh, you know, shortly thereafter. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wrong. So, um, uh, I'm just saying it's a, it, it's an unfortunate event, but I really think that um, the game should have been played between and, and to not, then yeah. and now. It,
2: and to clarify, you're not advocating that they should Because there have is so much continued. weighing on this. Well, hold on, hold on. Uh, Adam, so to, to to you're not talking about continuing the game right then and there. You're talking about later on, no. like a week later, something like that. Yeah, correct. Okay. I just want to make sure correct.
3: that is. I'm talking because there's. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, that that's the point. I'm. I I obviously they couldn't continue playing the game then. I don't think anybody would have said, we're going to continue the game then, because the guy, we had no idea if the guy was dead or alive at that point. You know, they just knew that he collapsed and he was unresponsive. They had to perform CPR and use a defibrillator on him to try to, you know, break back, so to speak. And they put him in an ambulance and took off. No one was prepared emotionally to be able to resume that game. They absolutely did the right thing. And I think everybody agrees they did the right thing in calling the game at that. But my point is, I think they should have uh, rescheduled the game and still played out the game because there is so much weighing on it. Personally, I think that there has been enough time that they could still play between then and now. That's my opinion. Yeah, and so here's the
2: options, right? That I, I kind of like laid out that I think they they could have had, right? So number one is they could have canceled the game, um, and just said, you know, it's just it's going to be these two teams are only going to play 16 compared to 17, right? I and mean, that's obviously the option they went with. Uh, number two, they could have extended uh, extended the season to a quote unquote week 19 and let the Bills in Cincinnati play afterwards. Uh, the question then comes down to what do you do then? With the fact that you yeah, have the Super Bowl, right? You can't move the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, you and I are both agreeing to that. There's too much that goes into that um, of you can't be like overhand delay at the Super Bowl a week. Um, you, you can't do that because there's just too much. There's too much business that's involved with that. Absolutely. You yeah, that's have, a, you, it's not even a question
3: about that. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I know that typically there are buys and things that get that are scheduled and whatnot i think that there would have been an opportunity to potentially play it out at some point in time um i mean as a chiefs fan i guess i'm not completely complaining because it certainly gave us a little bit of an upper hand per se i mean certainly we're in a better spot than say the Bengals. if i was a Bengals fan i would probably be (laughs) a little upset about it you know uh about the situation that they're in because it certainly you know Puts them in a, in a really awkward yeah. position, for sure. Uh, but it put right now we're in the number one spot. I mean, all we have to do this weekend now is is win. Uh, is win. That's it. So if we win, then there you go. Um, and but, um,
2: yeah, so to to your point, uh, Adam, uh, that's what I think that the conversation was do. So because there's typically now uh, a bye week before, uh, before after the championship games and before the Super Bowl, right? Right. So do you just get rid exactly. of that and push back the playoffs, right? Um, from what I was reading, that was going to become a, a big problem as well. Um, because typically what they do in the championship games is you have a Saturday and then you have a Sunday. Um, so you'll have like the AFC championship game on Saturday, the NFC championship on Sunday. Obviously, it might not play out that way. I don't know. That was just more of speculation. Um, the reason why they do that is they try to have two primetime games rather than one in the afternoon, one in the evening, right? Um so then the conversation came down to one of these teams is going to have an extra day of rest, which I don't necessarily think that really comes into play, uh, especially when you, of, yeah. really. it, when you have an entire week. Yeah, when you have an entire week. Yeah. So I, I think that was kind of a out Now, they did say that scheduling for stadium time and stuff like that becomes a little bit more of a problematic when you're trying to push everything back because this is what they have blinked out as playoff time. Um, so and the other question <laughs> too that came into it, though. And this is actually a legitimate one. Right. So, OK, um, say, you know, week 19 happens and I'm, I'm not even looking at uh, the AFC. Let's talk about the NFC. Eagles win the number one uh, seed. Right. They would then have not just one week by week. They would have two weeks that True. they'd be on yeah. by because and that's most yeah. of the teams, you know. Um, And so then it becomes now you're shaking off the rest and the buy doesn't mean anything. And in fact, the buy kind of hurts you. Because not playing for two weeks,
3: like one week, okay, you get the rest and kind of get the mental well, portion and stuff. two weeks is a lot. I think that's why that's the thing. And that's the reason why I've argued, like we keep adding more and more reason why I think that that game should have been rescheduled between now and you know that point of today up to this point personally, because I think if they would have, mm-hmm. then it would have resolved a lot of these issues. But now we're scrambling and we're talking about, uh you know what the situation might be. And if, you know, we win and the Bills win and if you know, the Bengals win and all these different situations and playing at neutral sites and where's that going to be? They don't yeah, even which,
1: know.
3: It's going to be in a yeah. dome We're, what city is it going to be in? I mean, it's just getting crazy. You know, it's all these and then I don't know. I, I'm I'm a little and frustrated listen, by it, the yeah. way they've handled it. I know that there's no easy answer uh, yeah, because you sure. can't really plan for this. But Mm-mm. like I said. I, I wish Especially this late in the season, right? If up. this if yeah if this
2: happened like in week two week three, you have you have time to be able to adjust scheduling. You can get rid of bye week stuff like that sure. and just say hey this sure. like well th- like what they did with COVID, right? But yeah. it really the NFL was in such a bad spot because of this, and like I can't blame the NFL. I- I'm frustrated, right? Because you know if the AFC Championship game comes down to because if 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 all three teams win, and those three teams are the Bills. The Chiefs and the Bengals. Yep. If the Chiefs get to the uh, AFC championship game and the Bills or the Cincinnati Bengals get to the championship game, which is most or most likely gonna happen, then it becomes about neutral play. Although the neutral Cincinnati and
3: never mind, that's out of yeah. But yeah, the whole but thing I'm just saying like if the if the Bills and the Chiefs win this weekend, basically they'll basically at a neutral site. So when it's a very good uh-huh. possibility. Most scenarios show us that we'll be playing at a quote neutral site. They don't even know yeah, where that neutral site is, and they're talking about it in a dome as well,
2: which I think is kind of stupid. To be honest with you, the dome. I understand you're trying to do that for like simplicity's sake. You get rid of I the guess, of stuff. But, but here's the, we're here's both the thing about that. teams that play outdoors anyway. So and so and same with Cincinnati. So why would it matter? Yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Play outside.
2: What matter, that's all exactly. What's one thing? That's one thing about playing in Buffalo in February. It could be snowing. You got to play. Kansas City. Yep. God knows that it's St. Louis and you know Kansas City <laughs> obviously being quite a few hours away, but it's yeah. Yeah, hey we have a tornado and then we have a blizzard and followed by a yeah. hurricane. And oh by the yeah. way, we got two all in a day in between there. Jesus, yeah,
1: yeah. What's yeah. so the line no from
2: uh, it's always uh, it's a uh, uh, whose line is it anyways where the points don't matter and nothing makes sense. That's kind of like the weather here in you know St. Louis. Um, it's just unpredictable. So I, I in frustrated for that aspect of it. Um I, I also do believe so I'm just gonna talk about it in the business aspect at this point, right? The team that hosts the championship game makes so much revenue, right? Um, from the fan base and stuff like that too. But if you look at this it's just a commercial thing, right? So say they're gonna have a neutral site, right? Um let's just say that they have in like Tennessee. Okay. Uh obviously Tennessee, I believe they play outdoor, they do. But I'm just saying somewhere kind of in between Buffalo and Kansas City, right? Yeah, yeah. Who do you think is going to have more fans, though? The Bills or the Chiefs? Well, I look at it and follow the money. Buffalo has a lot more money than Kansas City does, just per kappa. So that tells me that it's not going to be a neutral site and that the fans are going to be able to travel better because it's not like, you know, if, if people don't want to, like, people from Buffalo are not necessarily going to have the access to tickets in Kansas City. Kansas City is not necessarily going to have the access to the tickets in buffalo because they're going to sell out a lot quicker obviously being a home game somewhere else and if like if i'm you know a kc fan i would love to go to a afc championship game buffalo but i'm not necessarily one to figure out travel plans and you know getting somebody very to very last my minute. Dogs.
1: yeah exactly
3: so and that's the thing this could you imagine traveling very last minute and the cost associated with it, and then like scrambling around uh, it's going to be a very unfortunate. I'm not saying that it's going to be impossible for fans, but it's going to be a really, <laughs> really tight situation if they would actually play. You know, like if it would have been in KC, which there is still a possibility, but it would have really brought in a lot of revenue for the whole city for sure, which I, we're going to potentially miss out on all that. Yeah.
2: And now and, and to be honest with you, I think one of the fairer things that they possibly could have done is just flip a damn point. Because if you notice well, this, yeah. If if the if the Ravens win, yeah, who wins yeah, the getting championship, ready to say and, that. and they yeah, and they play in the wild card, who's gonna have the home field advantage? They're just gonna flip a damn coin. Mm-hmm. Honestly, yep. the Bengals just Ravens coin you know, flip. Yeah. Yep. I think that's what they, what they should have done is they should have flipped the damn coin and just so that way we know, right? And then you can you can blame the coin then, it, NFL. You don't have to well, like It's kinda well, weird,
3: like why the neutral site for one, but then the coin flip for the other? I don't understand that. To me, that doesn't make any sense. The reason for that,
2: I believe, is because of the it's. They're talking about the championship game compared to just a regular playoff game. Um, it becomes a lot more problematic. I think. Um, so I I think that's the reason why they want to do it. Um, uh, and they want to make sure that it's as fair as possible. It, it, there's no easy solution to this, right? There, there's really no 100%, this has got to be the way to be done um, because of the scheduling and stuff like that. Uh, again, with with only having one more week left to play. And it's not like you can say, okay, so they were scheduled on Monday, right? So if this happened on a Thursday, then you could potentially say, okay, hopefully, you know, a Hamel, uh, Hamlin, excuse me, is better by like Sunday than you might be able to play Monday. You know what I mean? Which kind of, uh, to a sense, you know, kind of happened here, right? So because it's third, or it's Friday today. He got his breathing to removed. So that's one, two, three on the fourth day. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I don't know. that That's still kind of a stretch. Because the first thing is, like, the Bills did not want to play, and I agree, right? I agree 100% with this. That I personally would not want to play until I know that my brother was fine. You know what I mean? Until I knew that he was going to be okay. Until we got a prognosis that showed that he was going to be okay, um, or if there was a, a an adequate period of time, like a full week, you know, because I mean? unfortunately sometimes you things happen. You have to just go do your job, right? Um, of course. But I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to play that same game if that makes sense, right? Um, and it's such yeah. an awkward thing to talk about. Uh, it's like, oh, should they make up that game and stuff like that when a well, man's life hung in the balance? but the I, truth I is it's
3: that. a valid question and, yeah it's a valid question and obviously and I don't want to put my personal feelings too much in this but unfortunately I have been in a situation yeah. before where I was I had to work when yeah. there was somebody very close to me literally i see as well and the point is is that sometimes it is what it is and i'm not trying to sound insensitive but um you know business and and you the and the world continue to revolve uh and I'm, it's not that he died; he was doing taken care of. I think that they could have played the game, but it is what it is. So I'm not going to beat um, that dead horse again, anymore. Right, and
2: again, just made, it made the game up at a different time because you know exactly. obviously not playing it then. Yeah.
3: So yeah. I, I do believe that there was there
2: could have been solutions. I I, I think the reason why it's going to be really hard for them to play it's just because it it it's unfortunately it was the last week of the season. You know, because is what is. this yep. is going to be the last exactly.
3: Yep. So, um, so well, speaking of that. Go ahead. Well, that's what I say is. But going forward, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to is basically, you know, looking into this weekend, what my thoughts are. You know, I think that. Um, my prediction here is that I think that uh, the Chiefs uh, will end up winning. Uh, I think the Bills are going to probably end up winning as well. So we we'll are most likely wind up at this neutral site. So wherever Roger Goodell says, I guess we're going to wind up. Apparently, it's not in Indianapolis. Apparently, they just ruled that one out. But that's I, where I see it happen and where it all landing in my per, personally.
2: Yeah. And listen, um, I think the Bills – if if I was a betting man, because they're going up against the Patriots, right, for the yeah. last game of the season, yeah, I think the Bills are absolutely going to destroy the Patriots. They absolutely, so they're going emotion- to win, and they're at home. Yeah, they're at home. They have so many emotions going into. And first of all, Mars, Patriots are, are a terrible team right now, anyways. But the fact that the, that you have all these emotions going on, mm. even if even let's say the Patriots were like kind of like the Chargers of the Chiefs, like they were ten and six, and like, hey, we legitimately you know, are a good team, blah, blah, blah. Or even if they, if it was like the same situation with like the Ravens and the Bengals, I think the Bills are just going to absolutely tear off the roof to anybody. I wouldn't want to face them next week. There's absolutely no way. The emotions yeah, that go into no it, being part of that crowd, no way in hell. Like the Bills yeah. scared the absolute hell out of me next week. I, I think they're going to, because there's just going to be so much emotion. Handling, no doubt. Into it. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. As they should, right? You know what I mean? Like, again, that is – uh you know, put you're gonna you're gonna do that for your brother. You're gonna go out there and you're just gonna you're gonna play absolutely dominant. I yep, think that they they're gonna field. run, yeah, they're gonna run all over uh, the Patriots because I think the offensive line is just going to completely dominate the defensive line. Um, it could be on the opposite end of the spectrum where the emotional uh, the emotional. Whole kind of garnishes the play. I just don't see that.
3: Not from this team because well, the Bills. He's recovering though. Had a that's life. the thing. I think that that gives them a kind of a renewed spirit. That oh exactly. He's going right. to be yeah. fine. So now they're ready to go out there and win it for him, so to speak. You know. Oh what I mean? yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like that's what I'm saying too. And like, even, even if he was still in, like, you know, in critical care, thank God he's not obviously. But if, even if he was, I still think they're going to go out there and just destroy it because you, yeah. you're letting out the frustration that life, and unfortunately, the realization that you know everything that has a beginning has an end, right?
1: Yeah, for um, sure, for it's,
2: sure. So, but it's it's going to be interesting um, to see, right? Uh, obviously, we're facing the Raiders, um, who are six and ten, just not a good football team. Uh, it kind of is a trap game in the sense. Uh, we barely beat the Raiders last time. Um, I would like for us to play to our level and not play to other teams levels like we have been for the past like four
3: weeks. Good Lord. Yeah. Um, but you got to remember, I mean, we were- when we're struggling against Houston, that's a problem. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah it was the past few weeks have been way too close uh, and the fact that they we're barely winning these games, whether they're in overtime or in you know the fourth quarter at the very end, that's that's not that's not the way we should be playing, unfortunately. Um, so right. I am nervous going into you know the uh, the championship game for sure. Very nervous, or, or the playoffs um, in general. Well, the playoffs in general, we, yeah. but I, I think that I think that we can get to the AFC Championship, but I think that that it makes me nervous for sure um, at that point. Yeah. So, so,
2: um, let's let's actually take a look at that real quick, Adam. So, if the, the what what did the playoffs look like if they end right now? So, if they ended right now. And the AFC, we'll do the AFC, and then we'll talk about the NFC, right? Uh, The AFC, the Chiefs, uh, would be the number one overall seed. The Bills, the number two. Uh, The Bengals. Yeah, exactly. uh, uh, Bengals would be number three, excuse me. Uh, The Jaguars would be the number four. Uh, Let's go Jacksonville, by the way. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, that's the first in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly right, man. So. Um, and then you have uh, three play- or excuse me, three playoff teams. You would have three teams getting into by by virtue of the wild card. Uh, the Ravens have already clinched uh, the first one. The Chargers have clinched the second one. Uh, give me Dolphins. one second. No, I don't think that they're currently in the playoff spot. Give me one second. It might be the Dolphins, actually. I uh, I correct. Yes. Or, no, no, no. It's New England currently right now. New England. Oh, with the New England. OK, uh, OK. So. Yeah, that's why I thought the reason for it was the division record, and that is because they have the, they're both eight and eight, but Miami's two oh, yeah, three. Oh yeah, you're
3: right. You're right. Yeah, so. and New England's
2: three too. Yeah, I knew yeah. there was something for that. It's something wacky. Um, because right now it's a three-team race for that last uh, last seed for the AFC. It's New England, which is going up against Buffalo. Good luck. <laughs> um, Miami. Uh, who is who is Miami taking on this week? I think the Jets. Um, which that's kind of a Yep, they to take yeah, on the, the Jets. Jets. Yep. Which um if I remember correctly the Jets spanked them. Yeah. 40 to yeah. 17 back over yeah. October 9th. So now Miami's at home um but they're they're missing the quarterback. Uh, They've not been playing great D. We'll see what happens, right? Uh I'm not terribly too certain. It depends on which Jet team we see too. Um and then you have Pittsburgh who's also biting for it, but Pittsburgh is, like, the last, like, stitch effort, essentially. They would need they would need Miami to lose and, mm-hmm. uh, and New England to lose. Uh, th- that's just how it is. I mean, really, though, Miami, like, it, it's kind of the same thing. Like, Miami's not concerned about Pittsburgh because if they win, they need New England to lose. If New England wins, then they're in. Um, yep, yep. If New England loses, uh, or loses and the Dolphins win, uh, the the Dolphins beat them once, and I think they beat them twice if I remember correctly. Uh, nope, the Patriots uh, beat them. So then it goes down to divisional record. So like so, if Miami wins and New England uh, wins both, one second, uh, it would be Miami. Uh, the reason for it is their SOS score is a, a strength of schedule is uh, 547 compared to 486 um because everything else would be the exact same thing they're both uh so they would both be three and three in the conference um actually no that doesn't make any sense because if new England lost it would be eight nine in miami if they won it would be nine eight so i'm way overlooking this sounds about right <laughs> um so never mind there but it's going to be interesting to see what ends up happening for week 18 right but if we have that right let me write this down real quick for myself too um, is there any team besides KC? Because obviously we're going to be
3: biased there. That you think has a really good shot in the AFC? Well, obviously the Bills. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, think they're I think, the team to beat for sure. Um, so you think over
2: KC? Like, so obviously, you mean, like, do you think they're they they're going to be able to beat KC
3: in the AFC Championship game? I think that's a real possibility. Yes. I, I do way, think that they're very The way that we've been surprised. playing lately, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to take the thing last about four it. games. If we yeah. can will we'll see how, how we play tomorrow. But if we continue to play that that we have in the past few like month, I, we don't stand a chance, Josh. We really don't. I really don't see that we stand a chance against the Bills. Yeah, and I, I listen. I kind of agree with you, right? So, Bills
2: are an incredibly complete team. That lost Von Miller, and Vaughn Miller is a uh, was a and you know a historic pass rusher, right? Um, and a man that I love to watch and have a lot of respect for in the, in the football aspect of things. But I do believe that they're still a very complete team. the The thing that comes down to it, though, is how we've been playing. The past five weeks have not been good. We lost yep. to Cincinnati. We we beat the uh, Broncos by six and that yeah. game wasn't as close as what it looked like on paper. Right. But then you we barely uh, we barely beat out the
3: Texans. Obviously, and that was
1: uh, well, it was an a overtime.
2: From,
3: that was ridiculous.
2: Yeah. In
1: overtime.
3: Yeah. In overtime. Um, in overtime against the Texans. Oh, my God. No excuse for that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so. And yeah. and then then we beat we beat Seattle by uh, by
2: fourteen, but that also was a lot closer to the game of those yep. scoreboard shows. It really should have been, we barely yeah. beat the Broncos. We have to like win it in like the last minute against you know. Mm-hmm. Come
3: on, So we've been and winning. Yeah, we have been winning. I, so I, absolutely, I guess on paper per se, yes, we are winning, but we are squeaking out wins at that point. So we squeaking out wins like that against teams that are not, that great. And then you go up against the bills. That's going to be tough. I mean, overall, we still technically have, I mean, if you, you know, look at, put all the stats together right now, we still technically have a better shot from what I can tell against the bills, I guess on paper, but my gut tells me from how we've been playing, I I certainly hope that this is just getting it out of our system, so to speak, and then we you know we uh, turn it on. We, we just got to stop. We turn it on exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I'm hoping that we do, um, because I mean, right now I think we have like a 24% chance of winning the Super Bowl, going all the way, you know, beating the Bills and going to the Super Bowl, beating the Eagles. That's going to be, I don't even want. <laughs> I mean, I guess it depends on I guess Jalen Hurts and how he's doing, but anyway, that's going to be a whole other. Yeah thing but anyway because the eagles are yeah eagles and they so
2: and, and they're a very complete team too right and, and yeah and i'm thankful they brought up the the nsc here too because we're taking a look at it if it sits right now uh, if everything stands where it is at the uh the, the number one seed most likely is going to go to philadelphia but they actually still have not clinched yet the number one seed um uh at all right now because dallas could potentially still win it out um which is crazy that dallas could uh, yeah go out there. san francisco could be the number one seed uh, minnesota could technically be the number one seed. there's a lot that goes into this right but right now as it currently sits philadelphia number uh, is the number one seed Then you have san francisco minnesota tampa bay dallas then the giants and then seahawks um out of those seven teams uh, the Seahawks are the, uh, the. We have six clinched, um, and there is three teams, just like in the AFC, biding for that seven. Uh, so you Seahawks right now that are eight and eight, Detroit that's eight and eight, and Green Bay Packers are also eight and eight. Um, it's going to be interesting uh, because Detroit, I believe, is. No, they're not facing Green Bay. I can't remember who they're facing. Oh, yeah, they are facing Green Bay. That's right. Yeah. Um, but if they beat Detroit, or excuse me, if, Green, if they beat Green Bay, I think that. Honestly, they might be able to leapfrog over uh, Seattle here um, for, for the playoffs because, I mean, they just have – they have a better divisional record right now. But I think the Seahawks have a head-to-head against them, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Yeah, 48 to 45, week four. So okay. um, it's going to be interesting because I'd much rather see – if I'm being honest, I'd much rather see Detroit or Green Bay than Seattle in it right now. But
3: who knows what's Agreed. Gonna happening. Agreed. I guess we'll see. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So let's get some predictions out of this, right? So we'll start with the AFC and then talk to the NFC. We're just going to talk about, like, how everything is laid out right now, right? So you have Buffalo would be the number two seed versus New England. So you're literally going to have this game in week 18. And All over I'm assuming again. Buffalo Yeah, is <laughs> just going to tear the cover off New England. Absolutely they right? will. It Absolutely they will. But, but let's say, you know, everybody loses. You know, Miami uh, still loses. Yeah. Um, and so then, you know, New England is still in there again for the wild card. How do you feel that next game is going to be then? Because I feel like it could be like, holy crap, we just got our asses handed to us. You know, how do we go out and, and compete and back in Buffalo
3: again? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I might as well just get a hotel here. We're just going to stay here. <laughs> Pretty uh, much. So, yeah. Pretty much. So out of
2: that, out of that game, I'm assuming you have Buffalo winning it, right? I do, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it would be another blowout as well. I don't think they'd be close. I don't think. And then really here's the About it. But here's the other crazy thing about this, Adam. If everything sits the way it's sitting now and where it's currently sitting, so Buffalo and New England, who will be facing off against uh, against each other in week 18, would then face off in the wild card round. Cincinnati and Baltimore, who are also facing each other in week 18, with technically the North on the line, although it's not because by winning percentage, so Cincinnati has clinched the North, from my understanding. But regardless, they're facing each other in week 18, Would also face each other in the wild card. How crazy, How crazy would that is be? that? Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. So, yeah. So, Cincinnati versus Baltimore. Who do you have in that one?
3: Uh, I would say probably the, Cincinnati. Yeah. I'd say the Bengals. I'm going to, I'm actually going to take Baltimore. Okay. And I think the reason, uh, yeah, and this is the, the thing about it is, I
2: think that the, these are always really tough games. And yes, Joe Burrow in that offense is phenomenal. It really does depend if Lamar Jackson is able to come back. I do believe that Lamar Jackson is. A little overrated, right? Everyone's like, "Oh, you know, he's a former MVP, blah blah blah." Yeah, and his rookie season was an MVP, but now people know how to play against him. He's not nearly as potent um, as what people think he is. But I believe personally that Baltimore would be would be the upset because there's going to be some upsets that happen, right? Yeah,
3: I don't um, I don't really see Lamar coming back. We'll see. I mean, I know he was ruled out this week. I think um, I is. I really don't. Th- I don't see him coming back, but we'll see.
2: You don't see him coming back either, but it's just one of those things that I just have a, have a weird feeling about that. You know what I mean? We'll,
3: um, we'll see if you're so, right. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with, with the Bengals myself, if, uh, you know, head to head. So then uh, the next, the
2: last game that would be for that round would be Jacksonville versus the Chargers. Who would you see in this one?
3: Don't you say it. Don't you
1: say I'm that? No, you about to say. It. Okay, I
3: won't. I won't say Jacksonville. Then fine, <laughs> it's fine. Oh, see, so you think that? You, you, okay, straight up,
2: though, like, you think that the, that the Jacksonville Jaguars would be able to beat the Chargers?
3: Yeah, I think there's a possibility. Ooh, all right, okay. Man, I mean, so I mean, they technically on. did uh, earlier this season, didn't they? So, uh, I did they? I think they. I think they did.
2: Uh, let me double check on that real quick. Uh, weirdly enough, did. like, you know, obviously
3: have such allegiance to Jacksonville. I'm looking oh, here and it looks like they did. Yeah. They beat. Oh, them yeah. 38 beat to 10. Like six. Yeah. There you yeah. go. 38 Jesus, 10. Spanking. There you go. All right. So, you know what? Fine. Don't, fine, don't. I'll, I'll we're check. not counting out Jacksonville here.
2: All right. Uh, I'm still going to take Chargers. Okay. Um, fine. Yeah, I, I, I think that Jacksonville is such a good team, um, especially the Trevor Lawrence is starting to play better. Uh, but I just think that the Chargers with Justin Herbert, it, I, I I love me some Trevor Lawrence being a Clemson dude, right? But if I have the option right now of who to put that ball, you know, who would have put the ball in the hands of at the end of the game, I'm going to be p- picking right now Herbert, you know what I mean, rather than Trevor Lawrence. But that's just me um, right
3: now, if that makes Trevor. sense. Does that make sense? I think so. Or Trevor. I can't Uh, believe you'd be such a (laughs) a traitor on Trevor. Catch, yes. don't tell my family for Jacksonville, please. I was gonna say they're gonna be upset. Oh, gosh,
2: you know, I, I just sent them a link to the podcast as well, not too long
3: ago, so this is gonna be fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, How could you speak ill okay. with Trevor?
2: Yeah, <laughs> right? I don't even speak bad about Trevor, man. But
3: yeah, all right, going so to anyways, you're, um, you're not gonna be getting one of his watches that he gave out to all of his yeah. offensive linemen, so you're not on his Christmas list anyway.
2: All right, so let's continue on, right? So the, then the next round would uh, be Kansas City um, would be facing, for me, the Chargers, which and again, a rivalry game. It's part of, I think, well, also the reason why I have the Chargers there is because I kind of want to see that again. Um, and then KC versus Jacksonville, right? So for you, let's just go with your prediction, right? You have you have Jacksonville in that game. KC um, versus Jacksonville, who do you got? KC all the way. I agree. If, if it comes down to KC Jacksonville, I Absolutely. 100% believe that's going to be though the chargers i yeah. uh, still think casey but i think it's going to be much closer it's going to be a lot closer than it,
3: yeah yeah i, I the way believe that we it's we be to against them
2: like, yeah. right and i believe that it's going to be one of those games where it literally comes down to the last
3: possession like it has for the past couple yep. of freaking games yep you i agree I, mean? I definitely agree yeah i mean i just know wow. how we play against both of those teams and we have a tendency to, the 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 games that we've had with the Chargers have always been yes we've won but it's always been within like a field goal we lost you know this year I mean?
2: yeah, we lost this so, year against them
3: in OD yeah well I thought we just won against them uh it was like around Thanksgiving or something I thought we ended up winning. Oh, hold on I know I looked yeah game. I looked at it wrong yeah I looked at it oh. completely
2: wrong that's my fault yeah so uh gotcha we, I thought
3: yeah. we, we I thought we beat them I thought like backgrounds. Right. Yeah, we beat him twice. Yeah, twice. yeah that sounds that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I, I remember it was super tight. Whereas I know we beat Jacksonville. Uh,
2: right. Yeah, because the only two, you know, two it, teams we've lost to
3: are Cincinnati,
2: the Bills, mm-hmm. and then the, the outlier with uh, Indianapolis. But
3: yeah, and the Jacksonville was in. Uh, um, it was it's it was also right before I think that we played.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: Remember that? It was like, yeah, week six. That's right. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. Because we were talking about going to that game and obviously the Chiefs won that game as well. So against the Jaguars. So do what? It was week nine. I was was, again looking. Oh, week nine. Yeah. I was going to say week six was a little early because I think it was in November. So, yeah. All right. So Buffalo versus Cincinnati. Because you you have Cincinnati. Who are you taking that game? I'm taking Buffalo with that with them.
2: I think as well. I think it's, again, another very close game, right? Uh, mm-hmm. it, unfortunately, we, we never got to see it, so I don't know yeah. what it would look like now. You Bengals know? were technically um,
3: ahead in that game. In uh, thriving.
2: Yep. Yeah, but, uh, but obviously not, that a, doesn't mean anything. 15, exactly. It's not a 15-minute game, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah. um, in Buffalo versus Baltimore, I'm taking Buffalo again. So the AFC Championship uh, game comes down to KC and Buffalo, which is what a lot of people had on paper. Yep. Um, You got Casey or Buffalo, and you got to try to as much as you can to be, you know, unbiased here.
3: And I keep tossing it back and forth. Personally, I want to say Casey. I really do. But in my in my gut, I say Buffalo. So
2: I'm I'm with you, man. This is so tight to call. Right. Um, But here's the thing.
3: I made it. It's very tough. I it really very, depends. I, I we're gonna see how will they play this weekend, and then I'll get. I would love to be able to get, get update your my prediction. But if I were to say it today, that's definitely. where I stand. Yeah, yeah. Now
2: here's the thing. I made a very very bold prediction in the offseason. Okay, because remember Buffalo last year got. Um, you know we went to the overtime, and what ended up happening, right? Uh, well. We got the ball first, we scored a touchdown, and that was the game, uh, game over. They have changed the rules in the playoffs now that it, it, that doesn't matter, that the, the ball will then get handed back to the other team. If they yep. score a touchdown, the and the game continues, rule, yeah. it, yep. then it becomes a golden uh, golden, uh, golden touchdown. My prediction yep. is this. A.C.E. versus Buffalo. In Buffalo, but it's not going to be in Buffalo anymore because obviously it would be in a neutral side. That was awesome. my prediction. Yeah. They're going to go to overtime. Buffalo's going to get the ball first. They're going to score a touchdown and kick a field goal. KC's going to get the ball, obviously, after them. They're going to score a touchdown and win the game on a two-point conversion. That's my prediction. So I have said that this entire year, so I'm, I'm going with I the Chiefs as well.
3: You usually are pretty good about making predictions, honestly. So. Yeah, man, you ain't, you ain't lying. So we'll see. That's a
2: very, very specific one, right? I was going
3: to we'll say, see. you better parlay that one, man. So...
2: I wonder what the odds would be on a parlay like that. That's kind of crazy. I'll have to take a look yeah. at that
3: just to throw up some yeah. money. I like, hey, some, yeah, I um, was gonna say you better parlay that one, so we might be able to throw a couple bucks at that for sure. So,
2: but to your point, I would not be surprised to see the Buffalo Bills too, right? And you know, it's an, also another uh, team that I do enjoy watching. They're fun team. I like. I like Josh Allen. I mean, that team. That team. Excuse me. Well, the team too, but the city is is kind of is awesome too. You know what I mean? They have a very good fan base, very much like the Chiefs. Obviously, I believe the Chiefs and Bills do have a rivalry. Kansas City um, and Buffalo have a rivalry, but I think it's also a mutual respect thing, too. You know what I mean? That we were the lovable losers for such a long time. And now we both have established quarterbacks. You know, luckily for the Chiefs, we got there first because Josh Allen really wasn't anything at that point. The Bills weren't able to put pieces around him at that point. And now we're starting to see this come through. You
3: know what I mean? So, um, okay. So that's Go ahead. And, well, and then I was going to say, that's that's for the uh, AFC. Looking on the NFC side, um, I'm assuming you want to talk about that next? Yep. Yep,
2: that's what I was getting to. So San Francisco versus Seattle, another rivalry on the west side. What do
3: you got there, San Francisco, Seattle? I would say 49ers. That's I've got.
2: Yeah, I think so, too. I, I'm not super high on San Francisco like a lot of people
3: are. Yeah. But I,
2: I, I'm not at all believing for a single second that they are, you know, a dominant team. But uh, sorry, my clock is going crazy right now. Um, You're good. But I do believe they definitely be uh, Seattle here, especially having home field yeah. advantage. Because Seattle's not been great all season long. For sure. Um, Minnesota versus the Giants.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah, I would probably say the Giants. Um, yeah, I think that for me, like Minnesota is a team that's really been kind
2: of falling off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, man, the Giants have kind of been on a roll and I really want to go with the Giants, but I think Minnesota is a little bit deeper. I, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Like, I think that he is like a more like a slightly above average quarterback. But I do believe in, like, Justin Jefferson, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. I mean, like, he, the way that that guy can make some plays is absolutely ridiculous. Um, but New York is – I, I, I got to go with Minnesota, right, I think. I mean, it's not really an upset or anything like that, but I'm going to go with Minnesota. Uh, Who would okay. you say again? You said Minnesota,
3: too, didn't you? No, I did not. I <laughs> said – I said, you said the uh, Giants. Uh, the Giants, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was in my own thoughts there because I'm sitting there going, man, like – how.
2: You know what? No, no, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm taking it with you. I, I am because like I'm I, my gut and I is is speaking to be saying to go to the Giants. So that's what I have with having,
3: my gut here. Yeah.
2: And i been going back and forth with this. Matchup a lot of people are saying
3: Viking. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of people are saying Minnesota over the Giants. But I something tells me is something the Giants. I don't know why, but something is just telling me that it really exactly. is. I'm, I'm go- I don't know why go with the Giants. <laughs> it, just, it didn't make the feeling. So.
2: All right. The last one is an interesting one to me. You have Tampa Bay uh, versus Dallas. Who do you got?
3: I would say Dallas, the Cowboys, because they've been yeah, playing pretty Dallas. pretty good. I think that's pro- I, obviously Tampa Bay. The Bucks have just not been all that great. So yeah. and listen, hey,
2: good for them for getting into the playoffs first and foremost. Yeah, that no doubt
3: for sure. Uh, yep. But, but yeah, I would say from, definitely, definitely Cowboys. Yeah, for
2: me, like Cowboys are literally on a verge of potentially being able to get even to the number one spot right now. Um, And Tampa Bay, like the South in general has been terrible. You have uh, you have a division leader right now that's innate. that the the Buccaneers have clinched. Right. Um, But here's the crazy thing about this is from what we've been seeing, they're going to rest people against the Falcons. They're not even going to use as a tune up game. They could lose that game. They can go into playoffs under 500 division leader and hosting a playoff game like whatever. Right. Um, and if I remember correctly, they did beat Dallas earlier in the season, right? Um, I think so. I know they beat them last year because they the started the season on Thursday Night Football, which was in some kind of controversial calls that happened with that. They did not play each other this year. Sorry, I thought they did, mm-hmm. but they did not. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Week two. Mm-hmm. And the Buccaneers beat them uh, 19-3. Um, anyways, um, so, but I'm still going with Dallas. Dallas has kind of found their overall voice, right? So. Um, then the next round would be Philadelphia and Dallas, so another huge rivalry there.
3: Who do you got, Philadelphia or Dallas? Uh, I was going to say definitely the Eagles, so no doubt going with the that. Eagles? Yeah, definitely going with the Eagles. Right. The Eagles have played. I am going with Dallas. Uh, really? So da- wow. That's Dallas,
2: shocking. Dallas, Dallas beat them last time they played. Dallas yeah. beat them 40 to 34. It was a close game, back and forth. But I think Dallas's offense, if they get on the right foot, can, can overpower the Eagles' defense. And it does really depend too if Jalen Hurts comes out and uh, is able to play, um, you know, and he's healthy again, right? 100%. But I'm gonna go with Dallas. I do believe Dallas is riding high right now. I know that's not what Stephen right. A. Smith wants to hear. But <laughs> I I I mean, you're not wrong.
3: I'm looking at the overall stats here, like all-time series. Cowboys technically lead 73-55 over the Eagles, and in the postseason results, the Cowboys lead 3-1. So, I mean, history would lead you to believe that you're right. So, Yeah, so
2: we'll 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 see, see, right? Uh, Last one uh, on this round, San Francisco and the Giants, who would you have there?
3: I would say the, I would say San Francisco. San Francisco 49ers. Oh, San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. I
2: don't believe in San Francisco, but I definitely believe that they could be the giants. and I definitely had
3: think so. I technically the had the Eagles over the Cowboys and I had the 49ers winning. And then I, you know, for the NFC and then 49ers and the okay. Eagles go into the championship. That's what I had. Okay. Then who do you
2: have out of that game?
3: Who do I have winning that? I have the Eagles winning
2: yeah, that. Yeah, the Eagles going to the Super Bowl.
1: I do. Um, obviously, yes. I had
2: yeah, I had Dallas over San Francisco. Uh, I have Dallas then going to, because I, I just don't believe in San Francisco, right? So I have Dallas. I do believe that, honestly, it's going to come down to Dallas or Philadelphia in that division. I, I, I can because I just don't believe in San Francisco. It sounds like for you, it doesn't really sound like that either. You believe that. Well, I mean, so if it was between, like, for you, if it was any NFC championship between Dallas and San Francisco, wh- who would you choose? Would
3: you choose San Francisco? or Would you go with Dallas at that point? I would say Dallas at that point. Yeah. Yeah. See,
2: see and I, to me, I, I just think, think that
3: the best teams fought Eagles over Cowboys. I just think that you know. But yes, if, if it was, it came down to the Cowboys versus San Francisco, if the 49ers, then I would side with Cowboys going to the Super Bowl. Yes. So we both have KC. And then we have a difference on
2: Dallas and Philadelphia. I'll start first on this one because Dallas, if it's versus Dallas, Cal- or the, the 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 Chiefs are going to run over them. Um, Absolutely. I don't believe. Yeah, I do not believe for a single second that the Cowboys can beat the Chiefs uh, in the yep. Super Bowl, even though the you know Cowboys are. You're going to have a lot of hype around that game. I do think that they have a lot to lose. The Chiefs have been there, have done that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yep. So I don't believe. Yeah, we beat them last year. A, so there you go. Yep. And I don't believe for a single second that the chiefs uh, were going to fail at that point in time versus Philadelphia. I'm going to go with now your prediction um, and then we can talk a little bit about that. So if it's a chiefs versus Eagles, uh, Super Bowl, what do you got?
3: I have the chiefs winning as well. I also
2: I believe goal. that's
0: I, the I, Eagles. I, yep. Yep. I, I believe I,
3: that the ASC is stronger than the NFC
2: now. The NFC is a little top-heavy comparatively, but I just believe in general the top seeds in the AFC. It's the same thing. Like if the Bills were in it, I'm going to put it out this. Put this out there. If the Chiefs, uh, Bills, or the Cincinnati goes up against the Eagles, I believe the AFC is going to win. All three of those teams, I believe, can beat the Eagles. I believe they can beat Dallas. I can believe they. I I believe they can beat San Francisco.
3: Absolutely. I think that our biggest threat is going to be the Bills. Period, and that's my concern. That's my only concern. I think if we can beat the Bills, then I think we can go all the way. I mean, we're slated to right now, if you look at all the odds makers, they're all telling you Chiefs technically have a best best odds over everybody. Now that obviously doesn't mean shit right now, but I'm just saying I boo I do believe that if we can get through the bills, we can go all the way.
2: Please are safe. It's going to be very interesting. So what we'll do uh, next uh, next week in our session, right? Uh, is we'll take a look to see, obviously, how did Week 18 play out, and did any of the seven seeds change? Because that's really the only one that's going to change. Um, but it can change for playoff seeding and stuff like that as well. Especially like Jacksonville may or may not win the division. I hope they do. Um, I and I think they can beat the Titans too. But anyways, we'll we'll play by here. We'll see how these predictions come true. We'll take our actual like full on predictions. Right. And then we'll, we'll you and me, since uh, since O.J. is going to not be a part of this, we'll play a nice little point game. Right. So for everyone you get right, we'll get a point and we'll see who wins at the end
3: of all this stuff in the prediction that that makes. sense, even though most of us or most of the predictions we have are the exact same. And so winner we'll gets to and winner gets season tickets to the XFL, to the battle. Ox. Oh, wait, yep, I that sounds great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we both, we're gonna be sitting right next to each other so yeah, i was gonna say we're both we're both winners
2: there we go how about this how about this how about this all right so in front of all of our listeners right in front of like we're speaking to them personally uh the winner uh or now the loser of this little point system has to buy the winner a beer every single time for uh, we go to a game, so five beers essentially. Uh, I'm
3: I'm good with that. I mean, because I think that their uh, their beers aren't nearly as expensive at uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. the dome <laughs> than they are everywhere else in St. Louis at any other sporting event. So I, I think,
1: think that they are that, I, yeah, think I, they're I think they're think still
3: affordable. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't say what type of beer, you just said beer. So. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Beer 42. That's a, a shout out to Springfield, Missouri's Beer 42,
2: baby. Let's there go. Go.
3: There you go. Oh, there that's funny.
2: All right. Well, All right. Adam, as always, it's was uh, a lot of fun talking to you, um, being able to talk about the football as well and stuff like that. Um, but hopefully our Blues can turn things around. Uh, let's go Chiefs. Let's go Blues. Let's go Cards. Hopefully they can, you know, do something other than, I don't know, and, and get somebody
3: else. But yeah. Assume, but. I'm, I'm hoping that, like I said last, uh, last session, you know, I hope 2023 is a good year for St. Louis sports. We certainly – need it so
1: let's Let's say Missouri sports
3: overall too because Missouri sports let's go Missouri yeah yeah Yeah, that includes KC yeah let's go Missouri sports in general so I agree all right Adam uh well as always great talking to you we will catch you next week here in the hometown losers peace goodbye goodbye everybody
2: Hey, this is Josh. Thanks for checking out and tuning in to the Hometown Losers podcast. Check us out next week as we continue our silliness and talk a little bit about the St. Louis sports scene. Catch you next week.